Do you feel some type of way about all these remakes and reboots that they make? Do you want to be kept up to date with this nostalgic news? This is Nostalgia Cast, a roundup weekly of nostalgic news for me. For those who wish to see. Who put aside the indignation? Catch up with Nostalgia Nation. An inspiration. We'll discuss the stories. All right. Do you want to try that again? It's like you rushed through it. Oh, <laughs> good God. I hate you. Uh, I'm your host. <laughs> I'll tell you later. With the 30-minute drum solos, Andrew Price. He is the priest of the Temple of Syrinx, Tyler Palo. He's a modern-day warrior, mean, mean stride, Kelby Joseph. The words of Louis Elvius are written on the studio wall. Concert hall! Down, 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 down. And Dad Beats, a.k.a. Kirk Pinchon. Dad Beats! Feet Neil Peart. Uh, uh, Kelby is looking real uh, confused. That's a Rush song. There's a band <clears throat> called Rush. No, that's what's up. That's what's up. I like that a lot. I didn't really like it. <laughs> well, I would. I, I it's would only because know. Rush sucks. <laughs> you know what? Oh my God. You know what? If today's Kirk's, I mean, if there was ever, if there was ever a setup for someone to purposely sabotage a friendship, <laughs> <laughs> didn't I do that years ago? It was no, it was me doing this bit because oh. I knew you were going to say that. And I knew that it would end our friendship. <laughs> did it end just now? Oh, it ended. You didn't even see you, it did happen. Did you hear it's not fair. the you guys sound? I did. It was a loud thud. And you know what that sound sounded like? Nobody you know what the sound friend. of our in friendship ending was? You're singing? Of salesmen. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Of salesmen. I will say that Neil Peart is the finest Canadian drummer in Sounds rock. really good. I'm going to say that. Right. No, you hit was good, too. It, was, it sounded just like him. You guys don't even know the song, but that sounded no, perfect. Coming to America, Soul Glow. Just oh. let your soul glow. Actually, <laughs> shout out to our last time. That's good. Now we're right. friends again. Eddie Lee really, uh, overdubbed that. That was, that. That was his. Yeah, that yeah. Good. He almost hit it on key right you know, there. <laughs> yeah, this guy is a natural born almost singer. Almost singer. Hey, he's a backup singer, <laughs> not an almost singer. We're not going to get into that. I just protected you. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Almost That's singer. Yeah. He's going to audition would, for a It would affect me if we were still friends. <laughs> but because you're, I'm yeah. dead to you, it's Yeah, you're fun. dead to me. Okay. Uh, so uh, at the top of the show, I wanted to quickly, and I'm probably going to start doing this more. I want to quickly address, see, see the, here's the thing. There are a lot of things that I say in the podcast where I was not prepared. I didn't do any research on this because I just didn't expect that I was going to be talking about it. So, you know, sometimes I'll be uh, sort of rattling off kind of like half remembered things and I don't get them completely right. So I'm going to issue a couple of corrections uh, of things that I, that because the thing is, it's like when you're recording a podcast, like people don't realize this, but there's something psychologically about it where you just, even though we're just in a room recording this by ourselves, you feel like you are, like you have this pressure of like, I'm being broadcast right now. Mm. People are listening to this. So you have, you're in that mindset and you start talking about something and you like realize that you don't remember every detail of it, but you 
feel this pressure of like, oh, I got to say this right. So you start like you just kind of say things and like the parts you forget, you kind of like fill in. And there's definitely things that I say on this podcast where I'm just like, as soon as I say it, I'm like, that wasn't right. So uh, I, I will issue a couple of corrections. Last episode, I said that uh, the movie The Rocketeer was based on a, uh, a 1940s uh, radio serial. Uh, that's not true at all. Um, that was just a <laughs> half-remembered fact. Uh, the Rocketeer was actually a comic uh, from the 80s, started being published in 1982, and it was an homage to um, 1940s radio serials. But it was a, it was a comic from the 80s. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, for Bone, I kind of... It is Emily Deschanel. It, yeah, there is no yeah. such thing. That whole thing that I said about like the cartoon characters living in like a, that was I made that whole thing up yeah <laughs> I was it's, trying to tell you guys I'm well informed I'm well rounded it's an animated version of Bones starring Emily Deschanel and David Boreanaz thank you no I I, I I realized as I was saying it that like I've only ever read the book so I never really had to think about how these names were actually pronounced out loud so as I was saying it I was like I kind of got in my head of like how do you pronounce these names so now going back the main character uh, his name is, uh, you know, spelled F-O-N-E, Bone, and his name is Phone Bone, and his two cousins are Phony Bone, spelled P-H-O-N-E-Y, and Funny Bone. Uh, so I just wanted to, to correct that. And what probably, did you say it was last week? As I was saying the main character's name, F-O-N-E, yeah. I just started thinking, like, I've never actually said it out loud or heard it said out loud. How do you pronounce that? Mm. And I thought, like, maybe that's pronounced phony bone. Like, it's phony. Yeah, but, <laughs> yes. That, With an uh, accent? Yeah. The accent definitely. they goo? Yeah, he's but it's, French. It's, it's phone we, bone. Okay. Um, <laughs> so before we get to the stories, I wanted to talk about a little a morsel mm. today. Mm. I was thinking about this because last episode, uh, there was a moment that happened where Tyler like didn't know where the cool but rude thing came from. And that filled me with such impotent rage. Um, Man, you guys need I hate counsel. to be this guy, and but I don't remember what it is now. It was the, I, I said it was, yeah. uh, he's cool but rude, Louis Elvius, and you were like, oh. I don't know what that means. And I had to explain but, that it was yeah. from the Ninja Turtles theme song. Yeah. And that like angered me. And that's happened before. Like there was a, there was a, thing that happened years ago um where we were just talking and you you were like oh like what's that what's the bad guy in the ninja turtles like schrader oh yeah and i was like schrader, schrader. and i got i was so angry because i was like what is, how do you not know this they're gonna, they're gonna think i'm so i'm bad this, um, was, this was a friend of mine that said this but well it was you I, it was you guys like you, yeah neither like, of I wasn't, you knew who it was i, I was complicit I, in letting i didn't him. know so tyler you, you're not by yourself so, but here's the thing. Is, I didn't know. I, I thought it was Master Soshi or something like that. Master Soshi? See, I'm getting mad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but this read is what the, I read the whole thing. This is what I want to talk about. This is what I want to talk about. You got to drink more water. I was thinking about this because I, I see uh, you, there was a thing I saw like a Facebook post a couple weeks ago where somebody posted about, I forget what it was, and it's not really important what it was specifically, but somebody had been like, oh, these, these younger kids like don't know this thing. And everybody being like, "Oh, our our current generation is 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 uh, doomed because they don't know this thing or whatever." And I I I kind of in this post I kind of defended them and I was like, "What? Like, it doesn't mean that they're dumb that they don't know about this thing from like the '60s or whatever." I think people from my generation get really angry whenever younger people don't know about stuff from the '90s or the '80s or whatever. 
And, you know, my, my knee-jerk reaction to that, to me personally, whenever, whenever Tyler's like, I have no idea about anything about the Ninja Turtles, my knee-jerk reaction is like, what, what are you talking about? You have no excuse. If I know, like, what, like, the Looney Tunes from the 1940s are, and I, I'm, like, intimately familiar with, like, the the backstory behind the creation of the Adams family. It was a it was a you know a, a New Yorker comic from the from the twenties created by uh you know this guy Charles Adams and it was developed into a TV show and he modeled the Morticia Adams after his like basically like the type of woman he was into because all of his wives looked the exactly like Morticia Adams and one of his wives was an, a lawyer who after they she she convinced him to sign over the rights to the Adams family to him. So after they divorced, she was able to like get royalties from the, all the TV. Sh- like if I know all these intimate details about something that was created, you know, in the thirties and you know, the sixties, like how do you not know who shredder is? What well, a thing is Tyler and, and I were out having friends. Exactly. Oh. But that, but that's not, but there's plenty of people who, uh, that's not my point. There's, <laughs> there's plenty of people who have <laughs> friends and know, who Shredder is. Yeah. Oh, word. Um, it just wasn't in my face when I was growing up like yeah, yeah. it was for most I have a point. Yeah, I have so a point. Go, what's your point? This is my theory that I've, I ha- I've had this theory separately and I sort of connected them recently. My point here that I'm trying to get to is everybody, all, all, the, all the like older millennials, the kids who grew up in the 80s and 90s, take it easy on younger kids who don't know about old pop culture. Like give them a break. And here's why. This is my theory. I think that kids who grew up in the late 80s and 90s are the most uh, pop culture enriched generation of all time because we grew up in a time period, the dawn of both cable television and the internet. So whenever I was growing up as a kid, cable television became a thing and the internet became a thing. So there were these two immediate Basically, like, here's 24 hours of a platform for content. But there, and I, I talked about this on like episode two a little bit, but there's not enough, we don't make enough stuff to fill up this 24 hours. There's not enough stuff to fill up the internet right now. There's not enough stuff to fill up 24 hours of programming on 100 channels of cable television. So we're going to just show you as much licensed content spanning back from the twenties until now. And we're just kind of, we're just going to get as much of it as we can and just load it on here. So as I was growing up, I was watching these channels where they were constantly showing me like, here's like these old cartoons from the forties and these old movie, these silent films from the twenties. And here's all the universal monster movies. And here's reruns of quantum leap. And, and, uh, and, and here's Nick at night with all these old sitcoms from, you know, from I love Lucy to happy days to the Cosby show, constantly just showing me these things. I was exposed to these things constantly watching, watching HBO, which back then was really just a place where they played movies. There wasn't really any original programming on HBO. It was just a bunch of old movies. Um, So we are the most, pop culture enriched generation in history. No one before or after us has been this exposed to such a wide span of pop culture because we were around when this thing came into existence that was like putting a cart before a horse of like, here's a platform that we're going to shove in your face 24 hours a day, but we don't have enough content to, to, to fill it up. So we're just going to show you this the, the history of film, basically. And everybody who grew up after that exponentially 
is less exposed to such a wide range of content because every year more and more new stuff is made to the point where now it is physically impossible. Like there's too much shit made now that you could never watch it in a lifetime, let alone to go back into the history of film and television and watch things that were made in the fucking twenties. Um, it's just impossible. So, you know, I've had this, I've had this theory for a while and it's like, you know, it makes sense. It's not like, oh, Gen Z are just like Philistines who just don't know anything and they just refuse to enrich their lives the way that we did. It's just like they just they have no frame of reference for it. They they can't possibly watch any of this shit because there's too much to watch now, let alone like you have to really <laughs> seek out and go back and specifically be like, I'm making a purposeful effort to go back and watch like Frank Capra's catalog of films or like old Hitchcock films or whatever. It, like you have to seek it out. Whereas when I was a kid, this stuff was just given to me. It was handed to me on a silver platter. It was like, you're just going to sit there and watch TV all day. And we're going to like, just by nature of the circumstances, like give you a masterclass in the history of film and television. Um, you did that to him, Tyler. I did that. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I you do have that effect on people. Sleep. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but I think it goes back to like when we were talking on the first episode, it's like things are going to become more and more modular. Like influencers are just going to be able to create playlists of their favorite movies of all time. And then that's going to be what people go to instead of like searching through Netflix for every single fucking thing I want to watch. They're yeah. just going to go. I really enjoy this guy. I love the way he talks about movies so movie or they, they movie playlists. It's like it's going to be Spotify for movies and TV shows. And then you're just going to like your favorite person. You're going to go. This is what they watch. This is what they're watching right now. And this is what they like. And I'm going to explore it. And I think so that's a good Netflix way. I think now. I don't think so. I don't think you can like if Andrew created a playlist, I want to be able to go find it like it's on Spotify and mm -hmm. watch it in the, in the order that he says I should watch them in just like how he feels it at the same. Why way. are you following Andrew? That's crazy. <laughs> like he's some sort of <laughs> what I do on my weekends. Leader. Yeah, that's fact. What? Hey, and like you should be watching what he watches. Mm -hmm. Well, what about I, what about I listen to all the music said, you listen to? So. What about anything he's ever said has given you any indication that he wouldn't do that? Yeah, fair point. If you, real quick, if you go to Netflix and you just look at the categories, whatever you see, those top like 20 movies mm. is not everything in the category. I think they already are placing things algorithmically to make sure that you watch what they want. Right. But again, are, I don't they think are, that's but what algorithm, I'm saying. Algorithms suck at Yeah, they're terrible. They're terrible. And and I think if you, if you like, if I, if I was like Philip DeFranco or whatever, and he had a playlist out there, I'd go watch his playlist on whatever he thought was really good because I enjoy how he talks about her, the movies that he watches mm -hmm. and I would definitely enjoy watching the movies that he watches. Right, especially we're going to have to make place. one. We're going to do it. Kelby, Kelby talks about the pendulum a lot and I think this is one of those situations that like it, it, it could go back that way where we get so far into like we're just waiting in an endless ocean of content and it's impossible to parse out what you want to watch and what you don't want to watch and so all these sort of existing influencers take advantage of that and they say like not only am I going to create original content but here is like a, a playlist or a, sh a show like I'll, I'll make a 24-hour live stream channel on my youtube channel or whatever where we'll just be playing a bunch of movies and tv shows that i love and then people are exposed to things in that way mm -hmm. but i think right now currently as it stands 
we're beholden to the algorithm of just like there's so much stuff and it's so impossible to wade through that you just have to allow the algorithm to choose for you. And so you just you're you can't you're not exposed to a wide array of content spanning genres and time periods as you were back in the 90s. But wait, are you with I think social yeah, media are you with a, like say whoever this guy you're talking about yeah. this whoever this influencer is you're just following what they like so they don't have any necessarily broader spectrum of what is out there than based on what they like right right it's no I'm, different I'm not saying than that it's, um it's no different than what tv the, ch the cable stations choosing what to play back in the day right it's just mm -hmm. it's just one person or a small team of people arbitrarily choosing what you're exposed to right. and i don't i'm sure, not, but I'm you not can, saying i'm you not can saying change this is, the channel like, and go to different channels to find stuff right but but again it's like these these channels are are beholden to one type of show like uh are like uh comedy central is all comedy or whatever this is like a playlist that you can have for one person like you enjoy who they are as a person and the stuff that they watch and everything informs that so you're going to know that what they're watching you're going to get something that they got from it and, yeah, my, and it's not just like, and it's not just like we're Comedy Central. Here's every single comedy that we own, yeah. and it's you're not gonna like half of them. But if you do like this guy and and he likes this stuff, and you seem to like what he likes, you know that further down the playlist, you're probably gonna enjoy more of this stuff. Part of me wants to say, "Fuck this guy." I don't this, know why. He's singling this, out this, this one. random guy. Know, yeah, just he's yeah. doing it as a hypothetical. Yeah, yeah. this hypothetical I, guy can go fuck himself. <laughs> I don't know why, because you're bringing up a good point. But part of me goes, uh. Fuck you. I, I don't I don't like it. I don't agree with like the fact that this is uh how it's going. I don't want it to go this way. Yeah. But I think no, that but everything uh, in, the, in the in the pendulum it, it is gonna go back. Why not? I, just I because I, I, hate I, that, I hate that influencers make everything up like Bro, everything is awesome, it makes it though. so easy just to go like, oh, here's what I here's what I do. This is something I get. But they're really just getting money to promote it. I just I want genuine genuine things from these people and, and when you let an influencers option, take over like that it's going to be an option like you don't have to listen to them more. yeah you don't well, have to course, do it yeah yeah, yeah i don't understand right. the unless it's andrew unless it's andrew unless of course andrew, yeah yeah, yeah. i mean oh, wait, that's I was for the podcast you, then, like what do you think about pages like nostalgia or like brands that like nostalgia i feel like the internet yes yeah, cluttered and it's oversaturated but i feel things from the past always i always see it on instagram and twitter mm -hmm. i always see old clips somehow just come up on my feed so i feel like the generation, like I was, like millennials and younger, they're still getting that throwback. Content. But that's the thing is, we are doing the Lord's work. <laughs> but, <laughs> but even even then, even then, you're not getting the full Preach. context of it. You're not watching the entire episode. You're just getting the meme that yeah, somebody but, but pulled people up go back, from though. it. And also, everybody asks like, "What film is this?" They'll, they'll go back and watch it. Okay. Yeah, but not a, not a lot of people are doing that. Like I, we're I, we're I, we are we are the we are the fucking influencers of <laughs> exposing people to old shit that can, they wouldn't normally see. Can I ask you guys a question that, uh, about something that Lewis kind of brought up, like this old clip stuff. Did you guys see this old clip of Sean Connery that like flew around this week? No, what, what's... All right. Oh, when he says he like thinks it's okay to slap yeah. women. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. seen that for oh, years. Oh, you yeah, have? What? For a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's been around for a while. I've just seen that for the yeah. first time, but... I think that just speaks to Lewis's point that I've never seen it, but you saw it a long time ago and it just kind of came back and I was like, look Oh, let it. me, yeah, I didn't look for it. It just came around and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Let me go try and watch more of that. And you know, I did some looking, look him up. He's, he's 89 years old. So I guess we, you know, nope. you know, it's old, old news <laughs> oh, okay. as far like... as it's old news. You know, I didn't know like how recent or how far, you know, uh, yeah, he said that, was, he said that like, like in the early 2000s or something. Yeah, I thought he said. Oh yeah, in his 80s. In his 60s. No, that's it's fine. been a bit. <laughs> oh okay, okay. Well, either way, that just goes to show like things will continue to resurface so long as the people who do the Lord's work, 
you know, share that. Let stuff. me let me ask you, bring you back to your original point, which is uh, go easy on younger kids who don't know much about pop culture, mm-hmm. which is a lovely sentiment. Mm-hmm. But fuck those Are kids. You, but fuck those kids as, as well, those hypothetical kids See and that I mean? hypothetical guy. No, knowing you, are you going to be able to do that? Are you oh, going yeah. to be able to practice what you preach? The next time you're <laughs> in the bullpen and Tyler's there and you bring something up and Tyler goes, I have no idea what you're talking about. Are you going to go, hey, man, it's okay. I understand. Or are you going to go, you're a piece of shit? Yeah, I if, mean, it, if it's me, I, it's yeah, definitely going to be the latter. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think I'll be able, I'll ever be able to change that instinctual knee-jerk yeah, reaction. It's hard. Just like, yeah, it's just like you have no excuse. Like, <laughs> so, so you would want people to do this, just not you. No, I'm going. I'm, but the thing is, is that I have to. It's it's <laughs> like breaking prejudices is not about like I don't have that prejudice. Like everybody has prejudices ingrained in them by mm. society. Mm. The you you there's no such thing as somebody who is just free of prejudice. Anybody who's like I'm not racist or whatever, it's not true. Everybody is racist because it's because we're because we're born into a society I was just asking about that pop in, culture that, in, that indoctrina, <laughs> indoctrinates us into into that thinking. The way that you overcome that is not by lo- like being free of it. The the way you overcome that is by being like you know what? My first knee-jerk reaction I recognize as not correct, and I'm going to not allow myself to be led by my instinct, and I'm going to stop, and I'm going to be like, no, I'm not going to say that, or I'm not going to do that, because it's wrong. Will you say those words verbally to Tyler when that happens? Because it's going to happen. <laughs> it's uh, going to happen in like five minutes. Yeah, I mean, literally, okay we're going to end this podcast. I'm going to do it, I'm gonna do it to happen. Tyler, but... I won't do it to strangers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Tyler's gonna say George okay. W. Bush. Who? Who is that? And you're How gonna see you? Andrew just <laughs> shaking, just ready to hit him. He's paints dogs, right? He's a painter. He's, yeah, he's he's a painter actually. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. Um. Yeah. No, nothing else of note, correct? I don't think so. <laughs> gotcha. No. I think it's a good sentiment to to trying to give the you benefit of the doubt to people. But yeah, I mean, regardless, I mean, like, like to your point, it's it's a lovely thought, but yes. you know, in a- execution. But I, at the very least, even if you still spend the rest of your life calling younger people who don't know about pop culture pieces of shit, at least acknowledge logically that what about the- my argument is solid, and this yeah. is the reason <laughs> that it, it's a false equivalency to say that younger kids who wait, grew up in the two thousands, it's kind of like how people say the younger generation is wild. But you can't say that without blaming the older generation because they didn't guide them. So do you think it's our responsibility, even as like big brothers, parents, or older people, to it, introduce the younger generation into it? Even my though, bigger thing is, what well, about you, the but you can't though. Like it's it's not? physically like, impossible. You watch movies with with Eve, so it's like mm. if you're introducing them to you know all these quality things, we should do the same thing That's with our. Yeah, but once he once he grows up and and <laughs> is on his own or whatever, like I can't I can't keep forcefully exposing him to. Things like he's just going to be oh, at yeah, the he's going to be at the whim of whatever he wants <laughs> to watch. Going to my kids, right? I was my about kids to say, will watch what I tell them to you watch. You better believe it. You, you can't even get your you can't even get your kids to <laughs> yeah. do what you say now. That's very true. So, I, but I did well, get them into certain things too. like music that they like now. Like yeah. they're Earth, Wind, Fire fans, and that's because of me. Yeah, Die Hard, that's because of me. Smooth jazz, which I forced on them. Yeah, well, that's yeah. how that's, things will always carry on. Is the, uh, you can't yeah. you can't avoid that just inherently. Like the reason why I, I I'm a like I'm a huge fan of of like '50s music. Mm-hmm. Um, like one of my favorite musicians of all time is Roy Orbison. 
Like, oh, I love her. And, I did not know that and, about you. Yeah, and it's just like hmm. because I, you know, I drive around with my grandpa and we listen oh, wow. to music. I didn't know that the fifties were a thing with you. Yeah, we're friends yeah. again. <laughs> What's your favorite? Roy I, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> no, I just I just decided that. Yeah. What's your favorite Roy Orbison song? I, well, so my my favorite Roy Orbison song of all time because it's very specifically tied to my grandpa. Um, to the point where it was played at his funeral, oh. um, and I quoted it in the eulogy that I wrote for him. What is in dreams? Okay, yeah, uh, that's dope. But uh, you know, th that's like that's one of his most famous songs, so mm -hmm. it's not really a deep cut. That's cool. Um, that's fine. But I, I like I like Uptown. It's mm -hmm. a very nice jaunty '50s rock tune, mm -hmm. fun, bubbly, um, uh, crying. I don't like Orbison. <laughs> you don't? No. You don't like... Uh, <laughs> now, what are you going to do about that? that I don't like Roy Orbison. Well, you're older, so he's just like... <laughs> he has a general disdain for old people in general. Oh, so. yeah. It's already That's ended. Right. I forgot. Oh, that makes me... Yeah. Sad. I drove all night. It's a good song. Yeah, yeah. The Cindy Lauper version is better. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> now we're going on to the next topic. <laughs> this, I do not condone. Actually, let me This is you. not what yeah, I'm talking quick, about at all. Roy Orbison or Elvis? Do I have to choose? Yeah, you have to. Somebody's pointing Tyler's. Someone's like, pointing a gun at Tyler. To your head, <laughs> Bye, Tyler. Like um, his breath. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Elvis because he can dance. Elvis can dance. Let's Elvis can dance. dance. What is wrong yeah. with whoa, people? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Are you guys stupid? I don't even like Elvis. Elvis can dance. <laughs> he can dance. No, yes. no, Elvis, he cannot. Yes, he can. Oh my God! He just had mobile hips. That's no, yeah, like yeah, Elvis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Elvis for Elvis unlocked time, the fact that white people can move time, their hips. He could dance. Fucking went insane. Oh, he did okay, musical. Okay, okay. Like you can't idiots. Oh my God! I'm gonna tell you something. For his time, he can dance. For his time, for his complexion. He could dance. Yes. Wait, so I can't say Rambo was a good movie for the genre it is, for the type for of movie For his time and complexion, he could dance. Lewis, I'm no. going to just flat out say you no. liked Rambo. <laughs> you <laughs> definitely liked Rambo. I liked Rambo. Not a problem. Rambo. But and it's fine. It's Elvis horrible, Elvis cannot it's dance. Elvis, I mean, yeah, you can't too. dance. I definitely can't dance, but I'm not acting like I can. No, I so. can dance. I'm not, I, but Elvis can't. I oh, believe no, he that can you dance. can dance. Okay. Elvis right. can dance. Elvis can right. dance. No, if Kirk says right. he can dance, <laughs> he can dance. Yeah. Yeah. We're friends again? Yes. Oh, my oh, God. Whoever. I'm uniting in the absurdity of the idea that, of course, Elvis can <laughs> yes, dance. Yes, of course, Elvis this, can dance. Um, so, what's next? <laughs> he's not the greatest dancer of all time. No, but he yeah. can but he dance. dance. Usher is Correct. the greatest dancer. Usher's a great dancer. The greatest dancer, though? But Elvis, maybe Chris Brown. Elvis would not be capable of writing Running Scared. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Elvis couldn't do anything by himself without yeah. other people that needed to. Without yeah. Elvis, yeah. Uh, I walked in another culture. Hey, so. <laughs> yeah, so so let's let's get into these stories. They're remaking Hocus Pocus for Disney Plus. I think I heard Speaking about Speaking of that, Disney Plus, Verizon customers get a year free. Oh, really? Yeah. Verizon is no. already $700. Lewis. Why are you guys promoting Verizon? Why are you jumping ahead? Free? <laughs> oh, sorry about that. That's like literally, I you just, just spoiled the end of the podcast. Yeah. You spoiled the end. First time Lewis talks. Yeah. Wait, this I is. Just, we're I like, just read it. I just read it. So I was like, okay. Did no, you just read it dude. on the outline for the podcast? <laughs> In pre production? No, no, no. Do, you, do, you, do you have Verizon? I do, I do. Man. I also you have Verizon. Do you I get that? Do I? You have Verizon too? I do, yeah. You do, guys got a good job. Do I? Uh, <laughs> got a good job. Do I <laughs> get that? Paid, like, does right? it start? Do I get it for free? I think we should save it for the. Oh, okay. Right. The Arco right. of cell phone companies. My bad, I didn't know. I didn't. Damn, I, I, right. I think Stephen uh, said that it's a, it's gonna be Hocus Pocus two. Is that what you were saying? Okay. Uh, well, sorry. Wait, they're remaking Calabar's Revenge for as a series. 
What? What? You are. Cali- you are- <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, yo. I'm not. That's not on purpose. Is it not called Calabar's Revenge? No. What you're are talking you about? Talking you're talking about? about Halloween Town. Oh, Hocus Pocus is. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. Oh my God. I'm wait a minute. That was nah, that was cool. a brain. I it's I cool. love Hocus Pocus. But cool. Elvis can't I, dance. Uh, but Elvis, Elvis can't, can't dance. Dance. But Bette Midler can so. I ain't, I'm never. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I've I bet Midler can dance. I've I was just showing Elvis that I. Dance. I was just showing that I know Hocus Pocus. I don't want to seem like I don't know what, Hocus what, Pocus. I, just because you never. For seen my it. reference, what it. did you confuse Hocus Pocus with? That, uh, Halloween, Halloween Town. Halloween Town. Oh. I, it's like it was. It was wow. when I heard Disney. I was like immediately. Okay, uh, they, they're going Town. after my childhood, which yeah. is Halloween. He was Town. thinking about Marnie and uh, yeah. Debbie I'm sorry. This is that. That is completely on me. You're allowed to be mad, Kirk. You can't like wow that too hard because Debbie Debbie Reynolds is a legend. And she was in Halloween. Okay. Yeah. So Fair see, enough. that's that's that was the weird thing for me. I think I think I got Bette Midler and, and Debbie Reynolds mixed up in my head, and I was like, "That's those are the same thing." Yeah. God. Sorry. But yeah, I've, uh, I've never seen Hocus Pocus. I mean, uh, oh. it's a crime against humanity. You should um, definitely watch Steve, it. Stephen was was totally right, and oddly enough, I. I, I wrote these notes, and somehow I forgot that I that I wrote this. But yeah, it's it's gonna be it's a it's a true sequel. Uh, but it's not confirmed whether um, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and uh, Kathy Najimni. Ne- I don't know how to pronounce. I think it. it's Najimni. The, 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 the best, the best one. It's 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 not her. It's not confirmed if they're going to be reprising their roles. But it is a true sequel to Hocus Pocus. Um, Which one of those three ladies is the Beyonce? Bette Midler, a hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Talent wise, um, Kelly Rollins is uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. Mm. Uh, if, if in case you don't know, which Kelby doesn't, uh, the premise of the uh, so the, uh, the original starred Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Jimmy as the Sanderson sisters who are awakened on Halloween night when Max, played by Omri Katz, uh, shout out to Omri Katz. He starred in a television show where he moved from a large city to a small Midwestern town where spooky stuff happened. And then he was in a movie where he moved from a big city to a small Midwestern town or a small <laughs> East Coast town where spooky stuff happened. And then he dropped the mic and retired. Wow. Um, he was, he was, he was, he was, he was, he was, he got that dissector. <laughs> he was a star of uh, Erie, Indiana, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, very short lived, only 19 episodes, but it's, it's kid X files. And it's so good. I've watched it recently. And it totally holds up. Um, and he was a star of Hocus Pocus. Um, he lights a candle and resurrects the sisters, uh, Max, along with his eight year old sister, Danny played by Thora Birch. Another uh, oh, mic dropper, but for a different reason. And a new girlfriend, Allison, played by Vanessa Shaw, who, as far as I know, was immediately dropped the mic because I don't, I've never seen her in anything else. Um, have to stop the Sanderson sisters before they steal the life force from all the children of Salem, Massachusetts. That's really scary sounding. Uh, so two years ago, Disney Channel put in development a Hocus Pocus TV movie, um, a reimagining of the 1993 film um, written by Scarlett Lacey with David Kirshner, uh, producer on the original movie, on board to executive produce. Um, but it did not get off the ground. It ended up stalling. And now they're doing this true sequel to Hocus Pocus. And yeah, I, I, this this movie feels to me like, this movie is kind of is like The Princess Bride in terms of like, it should never be touched. It's not even that it's perfect. It's not like some amazing movie. Yeah, I agree. But it's agree. like, it's just like, you. It it's, it's perfect for what it is, which is this, just nostalgic thing that you watch on Halloween mm-hmm. and it's like endlessly quotable and just fun to watch. And like, you just can't recapture what this movie is. That's true. I, yeah. I, I'll agree with that 100%. Yeah, I, not necessarily needed. Yeah. 
I, I don't think it's going to ruin it. I, I hope that it doesn't ruin it, but I don't think it's going to add anything beneficial. Well, here's the thing. Nothing Home Alone, type, like, is it in the same tier as that? No. No, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, like, as far as, like, we're good with, with what this is. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, But it's almost like, I like, Home Alone is, is almost, like, more open for remake because it's like a it's got a premise where it's mm-hmm. like you can you can reinterpret this premise okay. and remake it yeah. and like make a different thing but this is like <laughs> there like there's no reason to ever make this remake this movie it's mm, okay. it's like it just exists as it is it's very it's kind of very timeless mm. and you know just watch the original one okay there's no need why would you remake it who do you think just disney, watch the original one who do you think it's disney's targeting with this this remake like new, new just, kids or just us like no us movie? like just it's it's a very nostalgic movie okay. it's like it's very like cult classic. Because mm-hmm. I was gonna ask, like, do you think kids will watch it and then go watch the first one, like the original, and go, okay, now I think I kids still watch the first one when yeah. it comes out on Halloween. It's just kind of like a yeah a seasonal. We watched it a couple right. days ago. Yeah, it's very popular. Yeah, yeah. I see the memes. Um, there is a Barney, the Purple Dinosaur reboot in development. Um, <laughs> what? So weird, <laughs> Mattel. I, I need. Let's talk about well, that. After, after I, here, let me let me go through this. Let He's me, a grizzled. I want to. I want to talk about what. <laughs> I want to talk about what you just. You guys just said. But let me just. So Mattel announced it is teaming with Get Out star uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Is that how you say his name? Uh, productions. His co- production company, Fifty Nine Percent, and uh, Valparaiso Pictures to develop a live action motion picture based on Barney the Purple Dinosaur. Um, so uh, Mattel said, working with Daniel Kaluuya will enable us to take a completely new approach to Barney that will surprise audiences and subvert expectations. Uh, the project will speak to nostalgia of the brand in a way that will resonate with adults while attener- entertaining today's kids. Uh, Kaluuya said, uh, Barney was a ubiquitous figure in many of our childhoods. Then he disappeared into the shadows, left misunderstood. We're excited to explore this compelling modern day hero and see if he his message of I love you, you love me can stand the test of time. So here, so, so. Uh, I think it was Kurt. You you sent this. Yeah. Um, and whenever you sent this, you said like, like Kelby's reaction was like creepy. And then you were like so weird. And I was confused by that reaction. What do you guys mean? Why are you saying this is weird and creepy? I don't get it. If you don't feel this, we need to have a talk with Chris. I, I, I'm with Andrew. What? I don't. I don't understand. It's the creepiest thing. No, How is it creepy? How is it creepy? I grew up on Barney. I think I don't understand this at all. It's odd. I think I, this, what is odd? What are you saying? Barney. Barney as a movie is weird to me for two reasons. One, because uh, I didn't grow up on Barney. My kids didn't grow up on Barney. Like they think yeah. Barney was creepy, so they never bothered. There was a weird. So it's just a. It's and it's just a weird thing to bring back. Mm-hmm. It's a weird like that's that's the IP that we're gonna yeah. put our stamp on. It was so popular. No, I know, I get my, that. My my brother, but my so brother popular. was Barney for Halloween literally five years in a row. But it's it's very. Po- but then it stops. That's the thing. Like yeah. kids go Barney, 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 and then they all of a sudden right. you'll find this like they'll get like six or seven, and they're like Barney's dumb, right? Mm-hmm. And because they have moved on from, they'll think that Barney's babyish. So it is for like pre, like preschool kids. But the movie is going to be for the kids who are going to be liking Barney. Oh wait, okay, so it's a it's a children's movie. It's going to be a, of like, course like it a is. pre k like what, what what I mean like is it like Angry Birds where it's going to have things for parents like it, it's purely for children. But like there's I, a I reason to go. I don't see the action. I don't see the nostalgia factor in it because yeah. it stops so soon after when you're like six or seven that they just go. 
Barney's dumb. See, that's what I was thinking. And I then think as, a, as an adult, when you're watching Barney, you're just like, oh my God, this is so fucking boring. And and that's what I'm just like, I think they're going for the nostalgic route. And I think it's for people like us who actually watched it growing up and, and they're going to do some weird thing with it. That's why they have uh, Daniel, whatever. And, and they're gonna they're gonna take it from from Barney, which is like childish and pre K, and they're gonna turn it into like more of an adult thing where they can explore different themes in one movie. I, I don't think that's so gonna weird. happen. At I can't all. imagine I, Mattel. I think that is the yeah. weirdest because I, listen, I, I think uh, perspective you guys on are gonna, you, you guys have. are gonna be real. You guys are gonna be real surprised. I would be interested in seeing that, but there's no way Mattel's like, yeah, adult that shit. Not not adult, Hell not adult. No. It's still gonna be like nostalgic, but they're gonna put like little things in there for us, like to make sure we know like this isn't this isn't like a series thing it's it's to remind you that mm-hmm. it's, they're going, so it's going to be a wink do, wink funny kind of no, no yes. i don't want to see that but they're going to like like you said As they're going to explore you're, but you're reacting to something at, that is not going to happen i don't want to just i don't want to see the Barney rantings ever. of an insane like person. how dare you jeez <laughs> oh, why, why not why i would say this as a child i thought barney was the creepiest weirdest character but that's your he, that's your opinion me listen you ask me my opinion. Yeah, we're asking your opinion. Yeah. No, I'm going to just say my opinion. Let him tell you. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to say the whole sentence, and then you can call me crazy next to Tyler. You're not crazy. <laughs> As a child, I always thought, I love you, you love me. A bunch of children run around with an adult dinosaur. This weird song is odd. I think his face is creepy. It gives me nightmares. I think that the <laughs> color, his color is just like, it's so odd and vibrant against his really large white teeth. It's just weird. It's this weird creature that I don't want in my memory at all. I don't like I think, this Barney slander. Man. I don't yeah. like Barney. I just think like, I would take the, uh, the Tinky Winkles or whatever. What is that called? Tubbies. Telly Tubbles. Telly Tubbles. I'll take the Telly Tubbles. But I like what you said better. Over over the t- Tinky Pitty Kinkles. Whatever they're I, called. I love the Tinky Tinky Pickles. You're going to say I a racial rather, slur. I would rather. Talking, so I don't care. Stop trying I would, to say it. I would rather watch them than Barney. Barney no, 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 has see? always been creepy. See? It is creepy. It's this large those, man you that loves so children. That's it's how I know weird. you're that's how I know you're Yeah, the Teletubbies were fucking creepy shit. Yeah, they are creepy, that's but creepy. they're they're creepy like kind of on purpose. No. No, no yeah, they're they not. No, yeah, they, they are, are not. No, they're I didn't not. Watch no. Uh, they're so serious. It, they're so serious about that. The Teletubbies have children, by the way. They have kids? They have you still watch Really? I keep up. <laughs> because it gets weird. It's like strange. Teletubbies is not supposed to be creepy. It has been strange the entire time. It's not supposed to be kept up. But uh, Barney's not. Can the, I, I don't know why you feel about Barney. Teletubby is Barney supposed was, to be weird. But my, no, it's not. Barney no, it's not. is not. accidentally Teletubbies weird. Teletubbies is just Barney's British, weird, so yeah. it has a different uh, sensibility. I think Barney is like, weird. It's they're, not. They're trying to get that. The Teletubby has a cow purse. That's just British sensibilities. And it has like a TV on its belly that's just british sensibilities that's and just, it's not that's, an actual creature it's not a dinosaur it's not a te- it's not a anything it's just a teletubby it's supposed to be weird it's not <laughs> it's, 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 it's right, supposed right, to be right, cute right. and whimsical right, you guys don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a bit of information that's gonna make you think barney is even weirder oh, and no. i know this because uh for our company we did a, a an article on this about three months ago that i assigned out because i saw this okay Actor who played Barney the dinosaur now works as a tantric sex therapist. See, none he, of those things matter. That doesn't matter to each other. He was picking that's up like children, that's telling like, them. Oh, no, it wasn't his wasn't show. That, doesn't matter. It was show. Weird. That's like firing a teacher for being an ex porn star. It's like none of those things have anything to do I with mean, each other. Oh, that would totally happen. The yeah. actor it who happens 100%. all the time, but it 100%. shouldn't. That's the dumb. actor who played the the actor who played McGruff the crime dog in the eighties 
was arrested like three or four years ago for uh, having like an arsenal of guns in his car. And he had like a, a manifesto. He was going to, he was planning like a shooting or something Wait, like that. Was, was he the, telling children, I love you, you I, love I, me? No, he was telling kids. children, don't do yeah. drug, drugs <laughs> and don't commit crimes. Crime. So so do Wait, what's, what's wrong with the, I love you? Play you love me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> really <laughs> thought, I really <laughs> thought you were talking <laughs> about Tyler. No, no, the actor who played the voice of McGruff in the 80s was arrested like five years ago or whatever for like literally doing everything that McGruff the crime dog told you not to do. That doesn't mean I don't that, have a problem that doesn't that. mean that McGruff right. the crime dog was like some nefarious thing to trick kids into doing uh, crimes. He it wasn't just means, around the it just means the yes, actor was there. He just, went to every kid. It just he means went to that, every school. It just means that the actor who they hired was a maniac because most actors are maniacs. Yeah. That's well, true. Yeah, sure, yes. I don't have a problem with uh Barney the actor being a tantric sex therapist. I think that's awesome. That's good work. Yeah, I just fine. think it I just think it's funny that it was Barney. That's creepy. All. It's, yeah. Wait, but why is the I love you're, you part creepy? You have a weird, you have why? a weird threshold for what creepy is. I, guess. I just think it's creepy. I, I just have it in me. Like when, when <laughs> I watched saying? Barney, I never so like. You were like, I don't trust. I that guy. never liked yeah, Barney. I, I always thought that I there was one tape of Barney that I was like, oh, this is interesting. But then I remember it's this large man dinosaur that tells kids he sings to kids and tells them he loves them and they should love him back. It it's was a happy weird. family. What do you mean? No. He's not an adult. He's a dinosaur. He's, he's, a, dinosaur. he's an imaginary he's friend. Why is he not he's a baby not a, dinosaur? He's, not he's a human, an imaginary bro. friend. Kids, you don't you don't kids, know how oh, old he is. I didn't even know that. You thought you're of, listening to a voice. You're looking at him as a grown man inside of a costume. Yeah, the kids. You are not getting this but whole you, idea. But you look at the right. Teletubbies as some kind of yeah, they're, like, they're grown people. They're like they're people. He's an imaginary friend. And the thing is with kids is that whenever the they son was a when baby. they have imaginary friends or people that they aspire to, they they imagine adults. They don't imagine other kids. Like no little kid wants to be like another little kid. They want to be. They, yeah, that's that's my imaginary friend was a child. You're insane. <laughs> I don't, yeah. All right, leave, leave. That's, that's creepy. <laughs> leave a comment about which one you think yeah, is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let who's, me know. Who's right, it, it, guys? It, it, did you have an imaginary friend? No, I just had real friends. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah I, I, I had both. I was late. It was late. It was late. It was late. Stephen you, D. You tripped. Yeah. Did, you have an <laughs> Yo, did you have an imaginary friend? The fact that you have an, had an imaginary friend is, is the creepy thing because I imaginary friends are like made up things in movies. <laughs> Nobody actually has an imaginary friend. I had one for like, I had one for like a year, maybe a little less than a year. It was TJ from the re from Recess. You're revealing hold on, a lot hold about on a yourself. No, wait, wait, wait. That's not that's not weird because TJ from Recess was fucking dope. Yeah. Like cool you, everybody wanted to be TJ from but Recess. But as an imaginary friend, imaginary friends. I knew aren't he was real. fake. I was just it was just imaginary like, friends. I, it's not like I no. I mean, like the concept <laughs> of having imaginary friends is a made up thing in movies. Hey, you know, we're not like you we're, we're, we're not that. all you. People we're not talk all to you. ghosts all the time. Like you can't imagine that a child with I an overactive imagination yeah. actually sees something there. Thank you. I mean, I didn't. I knew that's, he wasn't that's there. Schizophrenia. Oh my god! Yeah. Moving like, on. <laughs> these things happen, though, and the, wow. the fact that you can—if you—if you actually see the the specter of TJ from Recess, man, I can't even you trust didn't that. See him? I knew he wasn't there. <laughs> I can't it even was just like I'm talking about like, him. He, yeah, him saying, most definitely. Like, like you, that you, you know literally what? see. No, I didn't. A, I've never had an, a a you're fucking TJ from Recess now. Yeah, that's who you are. I'm looking at him. What is it? What is this? Oh, I didn't know the Barney thing was going to trend. So I didn't either. Emotions. Okay, yeah, but yeah. I'm watching that Barney thing. Would you? I'm gonna so watch you're going to yes. like like it comes out, uh, and you're like, I'm just going. Like you'll just go with a friend. Oh you're damn! I'm sure. I can't go to the theater with a. Like, that's going to look weird. What? My brother loved Barney. 
Can I can I go by myself or something or go on a date to see Barney when it you comes can out? definitely you do can it. do whatever like, you gonna want. Be a man. Bunch of kids. People like, are gonna think it's real you weird. Do you. See, I think I don't know. I would definitely. Go I think that I think you going guys... in on a date is is a is a good move. Yeah, that, I mean that's right, a, a strong way move. to diffuse it. Yeah, that's a strong funny. move because it's like let's just do it and have fun and yeah. see what happens because we both love it and that'll be cute. Yeah, you can't you can't go by yourself though. At the the so no white minivan. What you what you have you to have do, had that plan for a long yeah. time. If you want to go see it and you so don't have you if you want to go see it and you don't have a date, what you have to do is outside of the theater, you have to find a kid and don't you have to go this. up to them like, and you have to be son. like, "Hey, can you come with me?" You guys are gonna get canceled. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna just go with a girl. Yeah, just go with a girl. Yeah. Make, it, make it easier. All right, uh, this one's real fucking weird. Oh no, um, they're re- they're is. rebooting. I have much bigger of a barometer of oh. it than a guy who had an imaginary friend. You don't know, imaginary friend shame. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I had an imagination. Yeah. I did too. No, you didn't. I, yes, I did. You had Maniac Cop. <laughs> Things are getting I had I had an insanely over um, overactive imagination. I mean, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, oh, no. at, in, in my... Um, yeah, whenever I would crazy. sleep, when I'd sleep in my bed at night, I had a hamper with like a with like a a hinge top to it, and at night I couldn't go to sleep because I kept imagining that top would open up and a little slime creature would be inside, and it would like open up like this, and then the slime creature would would like its mouth would open up, and I just stared at it for hours at night, and I couldn't go to sleep because I th- I was convinced that it was going to happen. But me. Knowing that my imaginary friend is fake and just kind of like, having fun. Yeah, that's weird. No, that's but different. you, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, different. yeah, that's you. Kelby, that's different though. Because that is a real thing every kid goes through. I remember seeing like my coach and thinking those were like oh, okay. creatures of people. So like, I, I agree with I you. I yours is kind of different, man. <laughs> I don't know. There you go. <laughs> He's just he's 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 mad because I I roasted his imaginary. No, friend. you did not. TJ, TJ was cool, man. Was like, TJ's <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you. you uh, he's a good guy. I knew he wasn't real. It was just like, dang, I ain't got nobody to play with. <laughs> it's real life, man. Now I feel, now I feel bad. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have any friends either. Yeah. I had friends, and mine was self-imposed. Yours, allowed to yours was your 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 parents didn't let you do anything. Exactly. I just I couldn't get friends. My parents were like, <laughs> see what? My parents were like, go. <laughs> Out there. Andrew, how does this help? Andrew, Andrew not only Andrew not only has to call you crazy for having an imaginary friend, he has to have the best overactive imagination. Right. And he was the most secluded person ever. Right. I was the weirdest. I Due to his own his own me shitty now. attitude, he says. I gotta I gotta be I gotta I gotta be number one in something. For real. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Uh, okay. They're, so all, right, all right. Okay. They're rebooting uh, Clueless as a TV show, which yeah. Are they? we haven't gotten into the Wait, thing. So at the, on its face, it's like, oh, interesting. But they're rebooting it as an hour-long serious drama. I Wait, dig it. That's not the one that has Stacey Dessen, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, she needs it. Wasn't it already a show before? They, yeah, they yeah. did. They, there okay. was there so was like a, there was a TV show, gotcha. Clueless, gotcha. but it was like a, it was like a not a sitcom. It was it was a it was comedy. A sitcom, yeah, it was yeah, it was like, yeah. like a yeah, like a. Yeah. I was I just made it. It didn't have like a laugh track. Yeah, but it, right. But it was Single like a, yeah. It ran like for maybe a season or two. Yeah, I think Stacey I Dash was it. in it yeah. still, and as uh, maybe Faison. Donald Faison was, was in still it, in, but everyone else was new. It was a good show. I mean, it wasn't a good show, but it was a good show to watch, like before you go to school type thing. So they're 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 Riverdaling it. 
because they're they're, they're rebooting it as a as a serious drama, which was just fine. Like I I I don't watch Riverdale, but I watch a couple episodes of it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like a like a you know, like a kind of a <laughs> a, a, a neo gothic um, interpretation of Archie, which is based on like it's based on comp. Like there is a kind of version of the comics where they rebooted the comics as this kind of like dark drama thing. And then like the Sabrina the Teenage Witch show on Netflix, which is another like dark drama reinterpretation yeah. like that's also that based on crazy. comics yeah but this just is weird to me because i mean i i, I think it's just because i love that movie so much i just i and it's it's so perfect as what it is that i'm just like i don't personally i just don't want to see a dra- dramatic version of clueless um so the be good. uh written by uh jordan redout and gus hickey of will and grace uh writing fame the new Clueless, Mean Girls meets Riverdale meets a Lizzo music video. I didn't write this. This is the premise Somewhat, description. Some PR person just threw those shit yeah. together yes, as, yes. as branding terms. Those, um, that doesn't mean anything. Also is said in a high school. It is described as a baby pink and bisexual blue tinted tiny sunglasses wearing oak milk latte, milk latte and Adderall fueled look at what happens when the high school queen bee Cher disappears and her lifelong number two Dion steps into Cher's <laughs> vacant Air Jordans. How does Dion deal with the pressure of being the new most popular girl in school while also unraveling the mystery of what happened to her best friend, all in a setting that is uniquely 2020 LA? So it's about Cher, the, the character that Alicia Silverstone played, disappearing. Uh, and Dion, who's the character that Stacey Dash is the main character. The PR word salad description yeah. makes me the most angry about <laughs> I am, yeah, That's I'm, a hot dog description. Do you guys regret defending this it. before I spread yeah. that now? I bet you. I don't. I'm not, not going to defend it at all. But it sounds like so, it sounds like Jawbreaker. You guys ever seen Jawbreaker? Oh yeah, Jawbreaker. It just sounds exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, that was a '90s movie with Rose McGowan. Rose yep. McGowan. Yeah. yeah, it's the the just the visual. I can still see them yeah. opening the trunk and just. The, yeah, I do remember that. It was disgusting. And I don't think this is going to be good at all. I guess I admire it for like, oh, let's take, uh, what was, <clears throat> who, who's Stacey Dash's character's name? Dion. Dion. It's like, okay, cool. Let's make her the focus. That's cool. Think, but I she could but the whole like drama of it, I'm like, well, uh, whatever. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not interested in that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, this, this, Clues is one of those movies where like, I, I loved it growing up. And then like, let you, it, in your adult years, you're like, oh yeah, that was like one of those just kind of like kind of goofy mid nineties like like rom coms. And then you watch it again, and you're like, oh, this is actually a really good movie. Mm. Like this, uh, Clueless holds up so well. Okay. Um, Smart. So yeah, this this is just weird to me. Um, I I have no hopes for that. Do you ever a, go to that clown liquor store? I live. I used to live. We, right. used, we used to live right yeah, next right to it. Um, so cool. it we, and, every day, pretty much, we'd get a, like a, a ginger beer from there. Yeah, it was delicious. And but uh, I, I don't know if you realize what he's referencing, but the scene whenever Cher gets robbed mm-hmm. is filmed on the in the parking lot of Circus Liquor, which it doesn't look like it unless they change things because she walks away from Circus Liquor to the uh, to the left of the screen, and that's a that's a cross street. Like you can cross the street right yeah, there. Yeah, I'm and sure she gets pulled up, like she gets put on the ground. I'm right. sure they cut to like a completely different area. <laughs> that's that, just like but the one shot, sake the one <laughs> shot where she the guy walks up with a gun. Yeah, that she's standing in the parking lot, but they don't. The sign isn't in the shot, but. She's in that parking lot. Uh, in an interview recently, um, James Cameron, legendary uh, director and producer, 
He uh, he directed Terminator uh, 1 and 2. He directed uh, Titanic. He directed the Avatar movies. He directed True Lies, <laughs> uh, True The Lies Abyss, amongst Abyss many other. Um, he, uh, he had, so a new Terminator movie is coming out. And uh, we're actually going to talk about it on the next episode because we're, I'm, see, I'm seeing it tomorrow. And we're going to oh, talk about shit. it on next week's episode. Okay. Um, but uh, it, it's coming out. And so in an interview, he talked about the future of the franchise. So this is the first movie since uh, since the second one. I, I forget. I, I don't think he was a. I don't know. I don't think he was a producer on T3. Uh, he might have been, but maybe he wasn't. But I think this is the first Terminator movie he's been involved with since T2. The, 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 the mm-hmm. one that he directed, uh, which is my second favorite movie of all time. Damn, what's um, yeah, I guess Back to the Future. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. This is the first one he's been involved with since then. He's produced. He produced it, and so he was talking about you know the future of the franchise. Uh, so he talked about the fact that um, in this interview he talked about how he wants to explore the relationship between humanity and artificial intelligence with the Terminator movies. He said, um, "I don't feel like we did that with Dark Fate, which is the name of the the one that's coming out." I feel like that we set the stage or we set the table for that exploration and that exploration would take place in a second film and a third film. And we know exactly what we're going to take, uh, where we're going to take that idea. So basically in so many words, he alluded to the fact that this is the beginning of a new trilogy, which may or not, may not be a really good thing. If this movie is good, if this movie is really good and it's like, Oh shit, like Cameron's back with his hands on it. He's brought this franchise back to relevance then it's exciting. It's like, oh, fuck. I mean, he might not be writing or directing it, but like a Cameron overseen Terminator, new Terminator trilogy, super exciting. But if this movie fucking sucks, just like the last three of them have, then it's like, oh, shit, more shitty Terminator movies. So is this, is this, because uh, it's the same, it's the same woman that did the first and second one, correct? Uh, the main actor? Linda Hamilton. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so She's this coming is. back to the first time. She was. She was briefly in um, T3 as a voice. Oh, okay. Uh, she recorded right. like a, a message to John Connor. Um, but aside from that, about of that like uncredited cameo as the voice um, in T3, she, yeah, she was in the first and second one and then never again. And feel free to hate me if you want. Uh, which, which movie does it end with her 15 uh, year old spoilers burning in the apocalyptic uh, sun? Or well, that's T2, but that's not, that's a vision that she has. It's not a real thing. Okay, so it's, it's not a real thing. It doesn't actually happen. Yeah, I watched these way young. So, yeah, that, that's like, that's a, that's a dream that she has. Are we forgetting uh, everything from, from three to like Terminator Salvation and just acting like it doesn't happen? And this is like the, the continuation of number two, basically? Or I don't know. I mean, we'll have to find out when we see it. But, the, but in the last movie, Terminator Genesis, they pretty much do kind of like retcon it to ignore those. Or they don't, I don't think they ignore them or say that they didn't happen, but they just don't address them. Because Terminator Genesis basically reboots the franchise where like, the premise of the movie is that they go back and interact with the events of the first movie and completely change the timeline. It's kind of like it's kind of like uh, Back to the Future um, Two, mm. where they're like the movie is about the characters going back and interacting with the events of the first Terminator and completely changing everything. So they they reboot they reboot the whole timeline with that one, and uh, that movie was fucking awful. But it remains to be seen what this movie how this movie reconciles with the rest of everything does it does it acknowledge the reboot of terminator genesis does it ignore terminator genesis and go off from 
the events of T3? Does it ignore everything and go off of the events of T2? I, 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 I don't know. It's actually a continuation of the, uh, of the TV series. Oh, the Sarah yeah, Connor Chronicles. That I mean that 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 show is completely out of canon. Yeah. Like that movie <laughs> does not acknowledge that's a, any of the rules. That was Amelia Clark before Game of Thrones. Yes. Okay. So is this this one Dark Fate that's coming out now? Is that Cameron directed? No, he, he just he just produced, produced it. it. Yeah. Who directed it? Um, I forget. And but who? And then the the previous ones. Did he oversee it or he just had his name on it as executive producer because he owned the IP? He has like created characters created by credits and stuff like that, but he was not involved in any of the other Terminator movies after mm-hmm. two. Directed he might have produced T3, but I'm forgetting. How's he going to get to do this if he can't even finish the Avatar movies? They're on the way. Are they? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they shot, they shot two and three, and mm-hmm. now they're just in like deep When, when deep did the first Avatar come out? 2008. Either way, a decade one, ago. One of those. Um, Tim Miller. Tim Miller is directing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he did uh, Deadpool and that horrendous trailer that we saw of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Uh, Wait, did yeah. they not release Sonic the Hedgehog? No, they took a so year they took to, a, okay, to go gotcha. back They're and gonna redo it. Just put the cartoon Sonic in his place <laughs> instead. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I definitely have mixed feelings of my thoughts of what the new Terminator is going to be like from the trailer. Like, half of me is super excited and half of me is like, you know, just... Yeah, because you haven't. You know, you're invested. I don't want to. I don't want to. I, mean, I don't. I don't want to be burned again after all. All the times that I've gone to the theater hoping for another good Terminator movie. Have zero expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Just go in there like. Eh, Saw T three in the theaters. Oh god, that was so. Bad. There's one really amazing action set piece. It's the truck. Yeah. Sequence, and the rest of the movie is like. Stress. I mean, especially now. Like at the time, it was bad, and now you look back, and it's like, oh, the. The, the bad guys like this girl and her boobs get bigger like it's just it's it's fucking trash yeah uh, it's way dumb are, do you think they're gonna take any time to explain why arnold schwarzenegger is so old well they they did in the in in terminator genesis they say like his flesh ages okay yeah i just because it's, it's it's i would assume if it was a different writer and director they wouldn't want to take anything from old movies like that and they kind of i mean it's a, it's a perfect explanation okay. if you want to have Arnold Schwarzenegger come back as the T-800 and also explain why he's aged into an old man. It's the perfect explanation. The, uh, the flesh exoskeleton or the, 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 the flesh covering that the, the T-800, um, metal exoskeleton has is organic flesh. So it ages Uh, like a human being. Um, it's the perfect way to justify Arnold staying in the movies. He looks good too. In the trailer, he looks, he looks like solid. Yeah. yeah, I love old Terminator. What if what like is I've not, like he's never been in a good movie? Oh, but the, idea the look of old? of old Terminator I love. I see what you're saying. They they came out with uh, a, a a DLC from Mortal Kombat 11 of the Terminator, the T800, mm-hmm. and um, it kind of sucks because they couldn't get Arnold to do the voice, so it's like an Arnold impressionist, and it's mm-hmm. it's terrible. But he is the old Terminator. And it's it looks so cool, um, yeah. So uh, that, that that was all the the reboot news. Uh, so we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about uh, watching the first episode of the HBO Watchmen show. And we're back. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we all Yeehaw? watched oh. a little ditty that I. <laughs> Fondly referred to because it's literally what it's called, Watchmen, Episode One. 
It is a television adaptation sequel thing uh, based on the groundbreaking 1980s comic series by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons, Watchmen. Fantastic. Here's the thing. We, we, and, and, and <laughs> oh, we, no. we, can, we can get into this a little yeah. bit, but I sh- I'm supposed to not like this. I'm supposed to not have even watched this. Um, it is very socially um, controversial for me to have watched this and to even go as far as having liked it. And when I went into when I went into this, I was expecting to be able to take the easy way out. I was expecting to watch this and have really disliked it because I don't like anything that Damon Lind- Damon Lindelof has ever done. I didn't I didn't like Prometheus. I didn't like Tomorrowland. I didn't like Cowboys and Aliens. I didn't like Star Trek Into Darkness. Dude, this he did all of these. Wait, you wrote, this guy. You wrote the screenplay. Did you like Lost? <laughs> How did he? I do never so watched good Lost. On okay. show. <laughs> so I other I have not watched Lost, and I didn't bother watching the leftovers because oh, I, of the aforementioned movies. It's a great book. So I, I love was, the leftovers. Actually, great I was book. not expecting to like this because I have never liked anything that Damon Lindelof has ever done. But you love the original, I. P. Yeah, but that's even more of a reason more why. More of a reason why you shouldn't. Because I, okay. I hated, hated the Watchmen movie directed by Zack Snyder. I fucking hated it. All um, these pieces are coming together now. Right. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm uh, inadequate. I don't know these things about, like, I didn't know Zack Snyder did Watchmen. And now it makes so much sense. Uh, he did Batman v Superman, right? Oh, yes. yeah. It, it, oh, they were both okay. fucking horrible, and it All makes right. so much sense now. <laughs> the thing about the Watchmen movie is that it's very he he like slavishly recreated the panels of the book to the point where it's like you watch the movie and it's like fuck. Like so many like fanboys get so up in arms about like it doesn't it's not true to the source material and all this stuff. And like technically on paper, like Zack Snyder perfectly recreated the comic. But that's all he did. All he did was just recreate like perfectly panels from the book. It doesn't. Why, why don't you like that? Because it sucks. The movie fucking sucks. I don't get it. He read it isn't as a comic supposed, book. Isn't it supposed to be? Isn't a comic book movie supposed to be like the comic? Doesn't that make comic book people happy? Because they're comic like, oh, it's people? like the comic. Tech, it, well, for, no. Well, number one, no. That doesn't necessarily make anyone happy oh. uh number two i don't personally agree that the movies should be like the books i think that they're different mediums and if you make the movie just like the comic then why did you make the movie what's the point if, if you recreate if you just if you make a movie that's just exactly the comic then why did you even fucking make I thought it, it was to bring exactly. it to life yeah like, I to bring it, that's no because that. they're different it's, mediums. exactly it's not they're gonna completely it, different mediums. and i'm not even a big comic book person but it just doesn't work the same way if comics you, if you aren't hope to are you talking about the, the story or the vis- everything visually. comics aren't just movies that happen to be made as comics right comics is a whole different type of storytelling medium they function completely differently and so number one i don't personally agree i i, I don't in fact the <laughs> movies that have been the best at recreating comics are the ones that i dislike the most watchmen it fucking sucks. Um, I used to have a lot of fondness for Sin City. I liked it a lot whenever it came out. I had it on DVD. I watched it every night to go to bed for like a for months. Explains so, so much. much. <laughs> but, but going back and watching it, it doesn't hold up because it's just it's too focused on just recreating the panels of the book, mm-hmm. and it's just not a good movie. It's it just doesn't hold up. It's very dated. It's a it's it's a victim of its own style. 
in the in the Watchmen movie, number one, I don't agree with the the premise that it needs to a movie just needs to be like a recreation of the comic, and that makes it good inherently. And number two, the only thing that that Zack Snyder got right was just re recreating the. Uh, <laughs> Except, um, didn't you used to write constantly for uh, Rotten Tomatoes, like our, uh, your own? But that so how does that not mean anything to you if it, you if you put your own opinion on there hoping somebody would like read it and and not go see it or something like the the two concepts are divorced from each other okay. I, just because you want somebody to know your opinion doesn't mean you care about anybody else's opinion that's a good point okay uh, and also I don't do that anymore because who gives a fuck but uh, yeah the, the the only thing that the the movie got right was the visual aesthetic and recreating moments but it doesn't contain any of the subtext it completely gets the sort of point and the message of the book completely wrong to the point where it's the exact opposite of what the book is supposed to say. Uh, and it's just, it's just a terrible movie. I fucking hated it. Uh, but we're so off topic now because we're just talking about the Watchmen movie. Yeah. Now we need to talk about the Watchmen show. And you know, I had to understand what yeah. I had to understand your, where you were coming from. The, the mindset you, of Andrew. Yeah. Cause he came in like, I'm not supposed to like this at all. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. There's so now that I understand well, the the I, now that I understand the mountain under the uh, the iceberg, I can understand what you're about to say. Well, here, so here's the reason why I'm not supposed to like it because of the behind the scenes history of the Watchmen. Okay, Watchmen was a a comic that was created by um, Alan Moore, mm -hmm. and it was drawn by Dave Gibbons. And basically, what happened was. DC acquired a bunch of uh, the licenses to these old uh, stable of comic characters. And Alan Moore, uh, and it was like, you know, the question, Blue Beetle, um, a handful of others. I don't have them to rattle off at the top of my head. But um, Alan Moore wanted to do this story using these characters. And DC was like, you like, no, like you're the what you want to do is like your story kills off these characters. We don't want, we just, we paid a shitload of money for these characters. We don't want you to kill them off. So how about you create new characters for this story? So Alan Moore created a bunch of new characters that were like lightly references to these original characters. He created the Watchmen. He worked out a deal with DC and the deal was uh, we do, we do the book. You own the rights to it as long as the book is in print. And the moment that the book goes out of print, I get the rights to it. I retain the rights to it. And I get all the money from merchandising. Wait, Alan Moore said this? Alan Moore. Yeah, okay, this was it. a deal that he worked out with DC. The deal he worked out was after this book goes out of print, once it goes through its run and it goes out of print, the rights revert back to me and I get any residuals from this franchise moving forward. And DC was like, sure. But the book ran. DC, what DC did, and this is just where Alan Moore just kind of didn't think this whole thing through. DC immediately put it into print as trades, the quote unquote graphic novels, which is not a real thing. And trades never go out of print. So they basically fucked him over. They basically were like, they tricked him into thinking that he was going to get the rights back from this franchise. Uh, but they didn't because Watchmen is still in print to this day. When you say in print, like, do you mean they continue making more or they're, because I don't know what trades well, are. Technically, the, the, the trade is just a collection of the comics. The comic ran as a serialized issue by issue comic, mm -hmm. and then they collected it all into one book. Okay, and they and that book is still in print today because this is one of the most famous comics ever made. It was 
it was it went it got onto like the list of the hundred best books of all time for from Time Magazine, and it's so, the only it's it's at the time it was the only comic that was ever on that list. What right. exactly is trades again? Like trade? It's just a collection. It's a trade paperback. It's a collection of and, all of the issues as one book. And how does that make it, it like go into like print? They just they they print those and they sell them forever. Yeah, the, the, so that like they own yeah it that forever. yeah. So That's it was crazy. they 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 tricked him into thinking that he was going to get the rights back. He never was. So they pretty much took the comic books and made it into a, like they took all the comic books and made it into one big book. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's just that's just been in print since the '80s. Okay, got it. Um, I didn't know so, what that meant. So the so the rights never reverted back to him. So they started making merchandise. The first time that this happened was they released this like set of pins, and Alan Moore found out about it, and he was like, "What the fuck?" And they were like, "Oh no 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 no! Like this is this isn't merchandise. This is like promotional material." <laughs> he's such a fucking bullshit answer. Yeah, and then and then he's like, "Okay, fine." And then he found out that they were coming out with a tabletop RPG of the Watchmen. And he was like, what the fuck? And they were like, oh, uh, no, sorry, that was our bad. Uh, you can be involved in the, in the game. Bad. And so he got involved with the game. And he's like, fine, 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 fine. And then after that, it was just like the, the floodgates open. And they were just like trade paperbacks forever, forever, forever. Uh, so uh, this completely turned uh, Alan Moore off of mainstream the mainstream comic industry. He he vowed to never know. work with DC again. I don't want to like steal the conversation off topic, but is there a way that he could have gotten out of it or like prevented that? No, because if you don't know, how, like, he would have just had to have a lawyer. Yeah, that had that read the that fine knew what print. Trades are yeah. and everything. And com- so if he you needed, don't know, you just get screwed. He needed a lawyer to tell him like this deal sucks. And it's like the comic book industry, and I don't know much about it, so correct me if I'm wrong. But from what I do know about it, it's like they're. I mean, they've never not been. Uh, some level of corrupt like they've been fucking over comic writers and and inkers for years and years and years since they started basically and 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 still uh comic writers and artists they have no unions they have no way to represent themselves as a whole they have to individually go against huge corporations that give them no chance of uh, beating them yeah and now now comic comic uh comic people writers or artists like they're just you know they're just a little bit smarter about Lawyer, lawyering up and right. making sure that they're not getting fucked over. But back in that day, it's like the whole reason why Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons are British. And during that time in the 80s, there was all these British uh, comic creators that started making comics. And the reason why they started getting all these British people to do it is because the American comic artists were talking about unionizing. And they basically were like, well, if you guys are unionizing, we're just going to get these guys mm-hmm. and they're going to make fucking amazing books. You know, Alan Moore came over and he did he did Swamp Thing and he like Killed he it. blew the face off of the concept of like superhero comics. And then like Neil Gaiman uh, and and uh, Grant Morrison, and all these guys. So they, it was it was all a leveraging tactic of like, you want to unionize? Well, fuck you. We're going to get these British guys to come right. over here. And then everyone was like, oh, never mind. Never mind. Like, just give us jobs. But they, but they ended up totally fucking those guys over as well, mm-hmm. and uh, and so Alan Moore just completely. He's like, I've never worked with DC again. Um, he went and he worked for Jim Lee's comic imprint, and he was doing a book called The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And then that Jim Lee ended up selling his company to DC. Jeez. So for a while, Alan Moore just was forced to work with DC again, even though he vowed never to do it. Uh, and then he ended up finally. He, he was able to finish the runs of his stories and then quit. And then um, he got the rights to League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And then he took it over to 2000 AD, which is a British um, comic magazine. And he's been doing League of Extraordinary Gentlemen uh, in that book 
up until recently. Like oh. he literally just ended that comic. Wow. Um, was he a part of the movie too? No, he had nothing to do with any of these things. Like he, he the, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. No, movie? no, he that he he had nothing to do with any of these movies. Watchmen, League, League, any of these movies. He's like from hell, whatever. He he has has had nothing to do with these movies. He doesn't make any money from them. He's been offered royalties from these movies and he's refused it. And he said like, "Fuck you, I'm I don't want your." dirty money basically and he's given all of his money all of his royalties to dave gibbons and dave gibbons have been like yeah fuck yeah like, i'll take all this money like <laughs> he does I, he yeah, yeah, sure. he's not he's not uh he's not resting on his principles he's just being like i want the money yeah. um uh but yeah so 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 they ended up uh doing several years ago back in like 2008 or nine or something like that they did uh before watchmen which was a comic series of like basically prequels to all the characters from Watchmen that Alan Moore had nothing to do with and they were very controversial. And now they're doing a, a current comic series called Doomsday Clock, which is basically uh, Watchmen characters teaming up with like Batman and Superman and other DC and the Justice League characters. And, you know, these are... And so basically, if you're like a comic purist, if you're somebody who cares about comic creators sort of getting... Uh, you know the what the money that they are that they deserve for having created these characters, these massively popular characters. Then you know this is all very controversial. And reading these new Watchmen comics or watching these Watchmen movies or, or shows or whatever is a just a controversial thing because it's just it's kind of frowned upon. It's like you shouldn't support these things ah. because they basically fucked over Alan Moore right. so royally um, that you're 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 basically supporting. Uh, fucking exploitative capitalism by watching these things. No, I don't want to get doxxed, <laughs> but is there a way to pirate comic books? <laughs> really stick to those fucking companies. You see, Kirk, how much I had, like, I had no clue we were going down this, and I'm glad, because I didn't know any of this stuff. Oh, Why you, would what? you address Kirk directly for that? I'm because we're close. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my guy. Yeah. Uh, Wait, so are, P- are comics Kirk. PDFs now? <laughs> Uh, they, they have comic pirates. sites like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you could pirate I'm sure it. I was, yeah, it was a joke about pirating, but I'm sure you can oh. actually do it. Yeah, and I, and I was we not don't and support that. I, I, I do I support that one, actually. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it myself and in I have no case, idea how to do it. I'm I mean, just don't, okay just don't read them because they're not good. Right. Like, oh, are they like, not good either? Yeah, before Watchmen oh. and Doomsday Clock, they both just are shitty. They're, I mean, there's some parts of it that are good, but for the most part, they're not good. And this, this, the Watchmen show, he still has nothing to do with that either. No, okay. nothing to do with it. Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, that sucks because it's really good. Um, All right. Now that we understand, now that I get it, you get it. Yeah, yeah. Is right. there a way now to start a petition to make sure they have to give him part of that money? <laughs> he doesn't want it. He doesn't want. He doesn't oh. want it. He's like they've tried to give him. money. Oh really? But he's like, he fuck, oh. he's fuck you. Does he want the rights? Yeah. The rights. I mean, yeah. Is that that good? He doesn't, okay. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't care about getting kicked some royalties. He, he, wants, he wants to own the characters, and he's he's just you know so burnt by them having fucked him over in that very purposeful way that he's just like, I don't. I want nothing to do with you or this comic sure. or these characters ever again until Prince I'm fucking Alan dead. Moore. So so yeah, watching this show, I, I going I I I I know we have to talk about it, but I need I want to explore why Kelby just mm that you don't think you don't think about it another time. Okay, okay. I'm sorry, go ahead. All right. Okay. So going into this, I had no expectations of liking it because I don't like Damon Lindelof. Yep. And I'm not it's just, you know, the the whole concept of it is just fucked from the jump, basically. But we can get into it. 
but I loved this. <laughs> so uh, it's hard. I, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. It's, I, I'm sorry. I'm so no. sorry. Own your truth. Yeah, like you you explained all that, and I feel bad now, but I loved it. It was fantastic. I, yeah, it was I, so good. Yeah, I, I ranted. I, I went on this whole diatribe about this, but like, what, I, what do you guys think? Let's talk about this. Because I, I, you know. Lou? Yeah. <laughs> How you I got to gather my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. You want to go? Ahead. Okay. 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 I loved it. And once again, don't care about comic books. Just know the name <laughs> of Dead Men vaguely. Regina King's in it. She can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. So good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good. Don Johnson, personal hero of mine, because of Miami Vice, is in it and is wonderful. Which one's Don? Don Johnson's The Sheriff. Oh. Yeah. Heartbeat. De- no one gets- <laughs> he, he sings in the pilot. And I was in my office watching, and I just stood up and went, no one understands this but me. Heartbeat. Because he came out, he was uh, he had an album in the 80s called Heartbeat. It's oh, a God. terrible album and a terrible song. But because he was famous from Miami Vice, he got to do an album. So when he started singing, I was like, this is Wait, he me. he sings in got the first episode? Did I miss it? He yeah. Sa- he, oh, he sang his own song in the first episode? No. Oh, oh my he God. Sings, uh, he sings a part of Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma. oh okay. Yeah. Gotcha, he gotcha. sings a part of Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's a, a, an insider because he's a quote unquote singer, a quote unquote singer, gotcha, an actor who sings. Oh, cool. Uh, okay. but it was, uh, wonderfully surprising how engaging it was. Yeah. Uh, just l- some little things I'm going to, uh, bring up real quick and then questions. Cause I had questions. Oh, by the way, do we need a spoiler when, warning with all the oh, questions yeah. you were going to ask? There's going to be heavy spoilers for both yes. the first episode of Watchmen and also the Watchmen book. Yeah. Yes. Spoilers, please. Here's, here's my questions. What's with the squids? It's it's a. This it's is a, the biggest spoiler of all. Uh, so at the end, so basically the 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 sort of climax or the end of Watchmen is so Watchmen is about this team of characters in the eighties. Ah, oh, you have to go so you have to dig so far back to like <laughs> oh, should give I, all this context. Skip? Do you want me to skip and go to another thing? No, 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 no. So okay. so Watchmen is basically this alternate reality world where. Um, it's in the eighties. Nixon was never, never resigned. And oh, so he's, that's why he's, on he's the still president. president or, and because these, these like superhero the, in the, in the forties, there was this team of superheroes called the Minutemen. And then the eighties, they sort of, the, the Minutemen sort of like got dismantled and then they, they try to bring the, the team of superheroes back. And so, you know, it's these characters, it's uh it's the, the night owl who's kind of like Batman uh, and he inherited the mantle of Night Owl from the original Night Owl from okay. the 40s Minutemen. There's Silk Spectre, who in, is the daughter of the original Silk Spectre from the 40s Minutemen. There's the comedian who was in the Minutemen, and then he's sort of like an older guy. Mm-hmm. And he's just like a sociopath mercenary, basically. Uh, there's Rorschach, who is this like neoconservative, uh, psychopathic detective guy. And then there's uh, there's Dr. Manhattan, who is this... He's this uh, he's this uh, scientist who gets obliterated by this particle accelerator. He he gets locked in this room and gets his body is disintegrated by a particle accelerator. But then through some like phenomena of of biology, his body is re uh, reassembled as this perfect being that is like all powerful and omnipotent and omnipresent. And so he becomes he's like a god basically he's superman and so he single-handedly wins vietnam for the united states mm-hmm. because he works for the american government oh. and so that's that's basically like the stage that this that this exists this story exists on uh and then the other the other hero the other character is this character uh named adrian Veidt, 
who is his his he, his character is called Ozymandias, and he is like the smartest man in the world, basically. Is that Jeremy Irons? Yeah. Well, uh, yes, but he's this, he's like the smart. He's like a very he's like a genius, and so the whole story of of uh, Watchmen is that uh, these heroes start getting killed, and the comedian the whole the story starts with the comedian getting killed, mm-hmm. and then they're trying to figure out who killed him, and it is revealed that at the end that basically Ozymandias, Adrian Veidt, is the is the villain. He's the one who's been orchestrating this entire thing. And his plan is that he's so he's basically a genius and he realizes that the world is basically heading towards a doomsday because of sort of infighting in the human race. We are basically mutually assured destruction. We are eventually going to destroy each other. Mm-hmm. So he has a master plan that he's going to unite humanity and get us all back on the same team by concocting this fake alien invasion where he basically creates this genetically modified fake giant squid monster and he teleports it into the middle of Manhattan, downtown New York City, and then he detonates a bomb that kills thousands of people in, in New York City. His whole plan is he's going to trick people into thinking that it's an alien invasion so that humanity unites in protecting itself against these squid aliens. The whole thing is just made up. It's a, and and the, the, that's the ending of Watchmen is that he does that. It happens. They can't stop him. And then Rorschach, he has written everything down in a journal. And he before he's going to go, he's like basically like, I'm going to go tell people that you did this. I'm. And they're like, no, like you, you, you can't tell people like at this point, if you tell people, it'll just make things worse. And he's like, I don't care. I care about objective truth. So he tries to go leave to tell people and Dr. Manhattan kills him. But before that, Mm -hmm. he's already sent this journal with all of these details to the press. So the, the literal end of Watchmen is that this journalist at this basically like Fox News type news publication is like looking at the journal and being like, what is this? And then it ends. So in the context of this first so episode, the squids... The squids are basically... It obviously doesn't fully explain it. Yeah. Like, you know as much as I do. Okay. But it's implied, I think, that... The bomb's already Ozymandias has engineered something where periodically this quote-unquote interdimensional portal opens up and rains these squids right, they, to yeah. continue sort of making people believe it in their mind that, hey, that there is aliens. some kind of alien thing from another dimension wait, that's I think dipping into our reality. Wait, then why, why, why were they so calm in that scene? Which I think they I talked about it. Out. They talked about it on the, on a, like a news broadcast yeah. in the, in the background. I think they were talking about uh, another interdimensional terrorist attack. And that's what those are. But it's like, there's they a rift. Calm. They seem super Cause they're calm. just, they're just used to them now. It's just, they, been, it these, just happens. These things are so like minute to them. It's just a reminder. It's Ozymandias' way. Okay. It's like reminding them. You guys are in case you forgot. One thing. Remember that, okay. that this is happening okay. because of the aliens. I, I, mean, I can see that. Next one, because I had no that, idea. That context is good, though, because I was wondering why it was like, I was like race. Yeah. And you, yeah, me too. I was like, why is everyone so casual about squids falling on their car? That's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That explains it. Here's my most important question. Are you allowed to have any mask when you're a cop? Yes. So you can wear whatever the fuck you want. When you're a detective. When you're a detective. When you're, when you're, a, when you're a, a uniformed police officer, you, you have to wear one. the yellow one. But when you're a detective, you can wear whatever you want. Because You can the, create your own persona. The guy who's red is cool. The panda's dumb. <laughs> what? Panda. Fuck you don't like the, panda? that panda. I would, that's literally what I wrote in my notes. I wrote panda dumb, red guy cool. He the coolest one is looking glass. 
Who dat? The uh, the <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Daddy. Uh, the guy with the like reflective the mirror mask. reflective oh, mask. Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah. yeah, he was on holes. By the way, he was in. Uh, oh, bro- he was oh in brother, brother, he was in. I'm gonna have yeah. another. Remember that thing I said about the top of the show? I'm gonna already go back on it. <laughs> he was not in holes. He was in Oh Brother Where Art Thou. He was definitely in both. No, he was, but that's I, not the frame of reference for him. For our listeners, yes, it is. Okay, so okay, that's that makes sense too. Because my another, I wrote down why is he wearing Saran wrap? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and then, but it's his, it's his choice. So yeah, they're yeah. making personal choices on their on their. Yeah, they basically become. Okay. It's like a police state. Like they're they, yeah, the, yeah. The, the the police officers have become superheroes. Right. But like government mandated. Yeah. But at the same time, they get to wear what they want, which I liked. I thought that was cool. Um, Also, real quick, production value. Amazing. I just wanted to say, they fucking did a production of Oklahoma. Yeah. 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 Thank you. And like, it's the opposite of Creepshow. It looks so so good. It looks so good. And like, so basically, they had to cast all those actors, <laughs> had to make sure they could sing, get yep. the costume, get the stage, for rehearse mm-hmm. for like 30 seconds. And I was like, I appreciate that so that's, much. That's and I feel work. like yeah, yeah. there was an 808 in there, too. It was kind of yeah. like, yeah. I like how they brought Feature in. Yeah. Yeah. Feature, I, when I heard I, that I'm, feature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll go. This went somewhere else. What's 808? They hip-hopped uh, Oklahoma just oh, a little but, tiny oh, bit. Oh, okay. Well, technically, yeah. 808 are like the bass, but it's shortened to mimic drums. So it's like, not a bass line, but it's a quick chop of a bass. Okay, so you're saying that in the production, uh, their production of Oklahoma, that they they 808, they, ch- they made it kind of funky? Yeah, a little oh. tiny bit. I heard that, and I'm not sure. Yeah, Stephen D? Yeah, okay. Oh, I like it like, even yeah. more. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. very cool. That's I'll very, tell very you cool. what. You got your, that's your notes? I have one more thing we'll talk about. Oh, okay. No, because it's just going to, it's, Andrew knows what I'm going to talk about. Andrew knows I'm going to talk about. Okay. Because I'm going to show the camera what I wrote. <laughs> so I turn on the app. Not hundred percent sure what I was gonna go watch. Don't lie. I turn you on turn the turn on the torrent. No, 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 I stole Told you I was gonna dog. Yeah, yeah, I borrowed, we shared, I borrowed, I borrowed, yeah. I borrowed from my brother Tyler over thank there. <laughs> we all did thank you, Tyler. Uh-huh. This morning <laughs> and I wasn't hundred percent sure what I was used happening. my uh, friend's college ex girlfriend's <laughs> account. Don't what say if she that. sees this? So you know, I turn on the show. First of all, I wasn't 100% sure who was in it, what it was. I just remember from high school, there's a blue penis. So I expected in 30 seconds to see the blue penis. Well, technically you did because they show Dr. Manhattan on the on a news. You can't see the penis from that well, I far. Couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. The, when the, when, and you were in looking. The, in the beginning, in the news. I was looking. In the news, uh, nice cheeks, in the news packet where they're just like showing like the that shot of Mars with that giant like sandcastle that collapses and there's that little blue light mm-hmm. and it's like Dr. Manhattan mm-hmm. on Mars. Like you That's technically, not... you technically did oh, okay. see the blue penis within the first 30 seconds of the, of the show. Just think of it. Okay. Like, so he's... it's doing what I needed to do. Exactly. And then boom, Tulsa that pops was... up and I see the little black boy watching a movie. And I said, Oh brother, that's not a slave. It's what? not a slave. The time period. Think about it. It's not a slave. It's not an indentured servant. Wait, wait. It's I'm, not. Just, listen. It's Black Wall listen, Street. Listen. 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 Lewis is here. It's Black Wall Street. I right. said. I was like, yeah. Lewis will know this. They hit the time period, and I said, wait a second. The little boy is not a slave. He's not an indentured service servant. He's not. He's not in trouble. He's watching a movie. That hit me instantly. I was like, this is Black Wall Street. 
What's Black Wall Street? Tulsa, the Tulsa race riot. Oh, oh, oh you know 19, of course. Okay, okay. Of course. I, I watched it and I was like, oh, snap. Nobody ever talks about this. Yeah. Nobody, yeah, except for woke same. people. I was watching. I was, White Knight. Oh. Am I right, Louis? <laughs> I was, I was, Am I right? right? Yeah, he's was, right. He's right. And hit. then he steps outside and I see what I expected to see. The destroying of Black Wall Street. And I said, these guys are doing the Lord's work. <laughs> wait, what? Which way? What? The filmmakers. Oh, okay. <laughs> not, not the not, not the characters. <laughs> the filmmakers. Like, it's a long-standing theory just got oh, confirmed that Kelby hates us. No, I love it. Kelby's I was like, wow, this got me yeah. right from the jump. Then boom, and I an, hear future. Another thing, yeah, that, that's when yeah, I was that's, like, that's oh, the big transformation. But another thing is the movie he's watching, it's about um a real guy. It's about uh, I, I put his name down here. Uh, Bass Reeves, which mm. was the first black U.S. marshal, is a real a real person. And a little tidbit of so the way that they show Bass Reeves in that silent film, there's a part of it where his silhouette is shown, and it looks like Hooded Justice, which is uh, one of the original Minutemen from the 1940s. Mm-hmm. So it's basically implying that the little kid, the little the little boy that's watching the movie. Mm-hmm. He is going to become Hooded Justice because in the mm. book, mm. in the book, oh. you never know Hooded Justice's identity. Oh. They never reveal it. He's got a he's got a hood on, and you and you, you never know who he is. How that, that kid was going to come wait, 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 back? So we, in the okay. last text on the movie, it says something about justice. It, mm. it said something yeah. about Bas Reeves too. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Uh, okay, but so more spoilers coming. Uh, is that character wheelchair bound? The one you're talking about? The- yeah, that, that's him. The, the kid, yeah, I know the that. Guy, I, I mean, I Lou mean, Gossett you, Jr. Is, is the little boy. Okay, so I know that. Is, uh, are you saying that he's gonna he's faking being in a wheelchair in the show and he's going to be the or, no, or he, he he was he was, was, he was the hooded 41. justice in the forties. Okay, so they're just making a, they're just making mm. okay yeah paying homage. That's cool. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> because they never reveal his identity in in the in the book. Okay, so now they now. put these pieces together for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy mo- guys, and this is it's still from DC. This Watchmen show is this still like a DC? Yeah, it was of? if you watched it till the end. There's a Warner Brothers and DC label gotcha. oh, okay. at the end. I watched it. Till they the end, throw future way. in there, it's a and really not good, show. good future. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and, good future. And bad future sounded good. That was good future. What do you I mean, that was fine future, crushed up. That's fine. That's, but that's one of the best songs on that album. Man. You that's one of the best songs on that album. One of the worst songs Future's okay. ever made. But anyways. <laughs> so what they happened? They threw what? crushed up in there. And then what? another thing that caught my attention. Is the gun in the car when Panda has to release it? I said, wait a second. Yeah. Wait a second. They're doing something that reminds me of today. Yeah. And mm-hmm. also he, he informs the guy when he pulls him over that this conversation is being recorded. Like it's yeah. it's the it's like instantly. It's like five years from now how things will be with like yeah. like omnipotent like recordings of everything right. for posterity. Yep. yep. In, it's already in, that now. Yeah. Hold on. Before you skip though, I want to rewatch it and I have to remind you. That song, like Diamonds Crushed Up, it mm-hmm. matched what was going on in the whole, like, first episode. I saw that. No, for the part. Yes. But continue. Like, I'll, I'll pull it up. Go ahead. I, saw, I know what you're it's talking the, about. It's the right song It's choice. the right song. I'm telling you, they made Bad Future good. They, All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. And then, so they released the gun. In an amazing tension-splitting moment, the guy gets shot. And when I saw that, I almost fell off of the elliptical. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like, why'd you almost fall off? Why did it? Because it was good. It was he like, was like he would. He knew 
that this panda guy wasn't going to release the gun on time. Because panda's dumb. Because panda's dumb. dumb. No, nah, panda follows the rules. He, he follows the, the only rule, person too, with a fucking sane mind. Too, he follows like, the rules. He's, he's the guy that does too much at work. He's the guy who thinks he's the manager. He's oh, he's like, he's the he's the upholder of the regulation. Like, right. He's the believing. And that's when he, probably when he was there like, can I talk reason? to somebody like, else? He also has a panda head. He has a panda head. He said, right. Yo, can I talk to somebody else who doesn't have a panda a, head? But there's and a, because there's a panda point head there. is a loser, the guy gets shot. No, no. There's a point mm. there. I don't know, man. Kelby's I'm, a fan I'm of martial law. Yeah, mm. Kelby really wants to be under control, Wait, guys. What? what are you talking about? Sh shut up. No. <laughs> no. You're I'm wrong. Saying, You're wrong. He's I'm the only one with common Kelby's sense. And you, and, and you are following I'm, the entire train of thought of that of all of those people. I mean, people. he got, he got I'm saying panda got that guy shot. Sure, yes. Kelby's in, his, in his bag, but I, I yes, think Kelby, yeah. I, th I think Penis is being safe though. It's hard. Of course, I'm conflicted. Exactly. When I watched he has it, a family. Exactly. When, I, when I watched, it, I was like, kids. "Damn, he let it go too late." He's but holding. He's time, upholding a law with no sensitivity and and context, to the, context? To, the, to the to the specific situation. Bingo, like, bingo. But also, but also, I'm just, I'm just, but hold saying, on a minute. Hold on a minute. What if he was wrong and then like? He caught a body and Panda would have been like, damn. I thought about I that go too. Early. On yeah. the this is bad look for cops. This is bad. You got look back exactly. on. I, oh, I got back on. That's right, you did. Okay. I started sweating. Let's yeah. hear it. But not for the exercise. Let's hear it. I said, no, wait a second, man. Did I judge Panda too quickly? Yes. He probably has kids. He has a family. He doesn't <laughs> lose his job. But he got my guy shot up. Hmm. Disgusting. But then something else that caught my attention is that they go to his house. Mm -hmm. They talk to us. Is this his wife? Yeah. Where's his wife? Man, I thought that deserves an applause. The casting of that deserves an applause. You know why? Because it wasn't Yara Shahidi. It wasn't Kyla Pratt. It Tracy wasn't Tracy Ellis Ross. It was some normal looking, talented woman. And that caught my attention. Yeah. The lettuce See, I thought was thing. Like, I was so conflicted at that part because I know that he's a racist. He's a white supremacist and everything. But maybe they didn't pick cotton. Uh, but it was just, it was, it was just lettuce. Like the cop was wrong. The cop was wrong, and he and he and he pulled him over. I, he wasn't wrong. He was sorry. I'm sorry. He, sorry. he, he was he, he was, was not a, wrong. They are a, a terrorist. Member, they are yeah. a terrorist group, and he was a member of of the terrorist group. That's true. But huh? Yeah, but, guns and lettuce. But he had lettuce. <laughs> but like he he was just transporting lettuce. Like he he. Yeah, but that's why, the, but the cover up. A, but I mean, the, the lettuce might have had something underneath it. It's yeah. the cover up. He, all right, definitely the cover up. Yeah, yeah. They he put so what? So what was he transporting? Crack. Well, they, I mean, you find out later on that they're transporting the batteries. The, oh, okay. The, oh, yeah. The, That's true. The cancer-causing watch batteries. That's true. I, I need to rewatch this episode. I think I missed something. <laughs> might have. I might have. You definitely missed the casting of that girl. No, I mean, I, I guess, I, I guess I was so, I was so like, that's just the perfect thing. I, I mean, from wasn't even noticing it from beginning to end. It was just a effortlessly pitch perfect. Yeah. I just want to applaud. It was, it was yeah. really Show. good. I, like, I want to applaud the interrogation pilot. scene. Yeah. Like when they put oh, him in the pod. Yeah. Fire. Yeah, I feel like that's where things are going. Where with that, like the messages. With that fucking amazing score by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Wow. Fire. I, I often think when I look at stuff like this. They, 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 they uh, composed the score for the social network among, and mm. uh, girl, oh, girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah. She mm. had, she had, when they were, when they were after that, um, when she was telling him like why she picked him up, she had such a good line. I can't remember what it was though. It was something about bleach. And it was just. Oh, she like, has a nose for racism. Oh, I smell, I smell bleach. Yeah. 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 Oh, she's so good, man. Well, when she's, like when it, she's man. doing the egg thing at this class and she says like, you have to separate the whites from the yolks or else the whites will, or the, the, mm. the whites will like 
collapse the yolk. Hmm. The whites she collapse will... everything. Yeah. Bro. And also when she when she puts the egg <laughs> true. When she puts I mean that's what she was saying. Yeah. But the but the when, I she, saw. when she puts the egg yolks in the thing and makes the smiley face, that's a reference to mm. uh sort of like the logo of Watchmen, which is the smiley face with the little bl- blood fleck on it, right. which is like the comedian's yep. low his like insignia. Yeah. Right. Now I have a question for you. Why are the kids white? Are they adopted? What's the deal? Oh, G- Regina King's kids? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I, I feel like... Benjamin, okay, sure. Yeah. Is it, is like some weird thing? Like they're, I mean, she said she said that she grew up in Vietnam, which is like a U.S. state. I thought that was interesting. Well, um, she... Because of yeah, Vietnam. Yeah. They won right, right, when we won, yeah. We took Nixon still. And it, I don't... I, it, did they express that he was the actual dad or not? Because I, well, I, yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I guess, imagine there's a story. Kids, I guess white, what I was. That's what I mean. I guess what I was saying yeah. is that maybe They're not mixed. That's well, a good point. I guess what I was saying is that maybe she's part Vietnamese and therefore some See, ri- some like dormant genes. Well, I mean that's what I was assuming. It's just he's not passed the dad. on to her kids or something. Like, well, I don't know. I don't know. The kids are still cool. I have a question. Uh, the 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 kid that said like, did you pay for that with blah 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 money? Red Two questions. I, I really I love I want to explain this because it's so fun to explain. Okay, my first question is, whose kid is that? Some douchebags. Yeah. I thought I, mean, I thought it was. Wasn't he in the dinner scene? No, no, no. It's different. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Obviously, you different. see all the kids are starting to look alike. That was just all some right. freckled douche. Okay, yeah. I thought it. Was, I thought he was in the dinner scene, and I was like, maybe he's the the singing uh, captain's kid or oh. something like that. Okay, and then what is what is he referring to? So in Watchmen, because I don't know what happened in this whole Nixon story. never resigned. He remained president through the eighties. They obviously mm-hmm. abolished the term limits. And in the Watchmen book, there's kind of like a throwaway thing where they talk about the fact that um, once Nixon leaves office, a favorite to take over for him is Robert Redford. And so in the show, Robert Redford became the president in the 80s, and he's still the president. Right. So the current U.S. president is Robert Redford. And sometime after this... um, this uh, racially motivated attack on police officers happened that caused them to change the laws about hiding their identities and things like that. He instated some kind of reparation system mm. to, and, and so I think it's kind of drawing parallels to like Obamacare. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So That's basic, what I was thinking. So basically at some point, Robert Redford as president instated some kind of reparation system and it's referred to as Redfordations. Right. Uh, I see. I thought he was just dumb. I no, like, I, just, no, I thought it was the same thing. It. I thought but, it was just no, no, like reparations was... for cops that were injured because of. No, because I of thought the hate. it was a black thing. Oh, because no, it's 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 a reparation social program that yeah. has been okay. In, That's what I figured. Stated by Robert Redford. But is but That's is it figured. is it okay? I thought he didn't know. Is it a black thing or a cop thing? Because I think it's a black thing. It, it's, it is. Yeah. It's, well, okay. So because the attacks were racially motivated. Yeah. That's on police officers. No, it's bringing you back to Tulsa. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. See. Okay. Racially motivated. Right. That, the history that, behind oh, that is okay. Tulsa, Oklahoma was Black Wall Street. It right. was a place where black people had money. They had Everything. their own businesses. It was like the booming place for black people. So instead and of then just white people came in and destroyed the whole thing. Okay. So the government did. The government did, but just, I mean, well, so I instead mean, instead of just regular reparations, which are the thing that exist in re- in real life, Robert Redford created a social program for reparations. And so they're referred to as Redfordations, like like uh, right. the Affordable Care Act is referred to as Obamacare. So okay. Redford became, in this scenario, became president in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that means sneakers doesn't exist in this scenario. Yes, exactly. And sneakers? you're the only person who appreciates that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously, sneakers. it was... It was a, a sneakers. It was a, oh, she, it was a cheeky <laughs> reference right. to... 
um, uh, Reagan, obviously. Yeah, like just yeah, a different actor. Yeah, makes, right. like different was actor. becoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what if I Nixon never resigned and he stayed president, and then like a different actor became president after him? Understood. So he's president for thirty years. Yeah. Right. So wait. So the the police chief who gets lynched, like at the end, what is that about? Like what? It's not explained. That's, oh, so, okay, good. I was so confused yeah. by that. I was yeah, hoping I you could why. tell us. And and did, did Lou Gossett Jr. hang him or we don't know that? That's, I mean, we don't know, but I think he says in the beginning when he when she's going into her fake bakery, pounds. he says, do you think I can lift yeah, 200 pounds? Yeah. 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 And then he lifts 200 pounds because he yes. hangs. Now, he's the little boy from Tulsa. Where's the baby? That's also my question. I think I he's the baby. King was the baby. No, I she's Regina King. Yeah, he's not the baby. What? She's Regina King. But the, yeah, but she's too young to be the baby. Yeah. He, the baby, because yeah, that's from 1921. Yeah, that that baby's like 90. He said he's that, he said he's 105 years old. Oh, yeah. So the baby would have to be a, a 90 something. Yeah, 90 yeah. something years. Well, old. that's what I thought. I thought the old man was the baby, and we were being misdirected into thinking he was the old. He was the uh, the young boy. No, the baby's a baby. little girl, baby's right? Little oh, girl. the baby's a girl. Yeah. Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah. Sorry. And also, he says he's 105, and if you line up the dates, if he was that boy at that time, he would be 105. Yeah, September 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So since Lou brought it up, do you, you see what I in, in a fit of anger? You yeah, knew this was happening. I yeah, that blew me away. That was yeah. the equivalent of that was the equivalent of Drew Barrymore dying in the beginning of Scream. Of like, away. I think I thought that John Don Johnson was gonna be in this show. Yeah, and then yeah, he's just exactly. fucking dead. I wrote Don Johnson is dead. Fuck this show. <laughs> it's so upset. It's so powerful though when yeah. you when you see him and you're like. You're like, what? But they drew expected. they drew a very strong parallel between his character and the comedian. Yeah, so like they showed a uh, as he was getting dressed uh, and getting ready to leave. Then he, there was a shot of the photo of him as a kid. Right. So I don't. I don't. I, I think. I think matters. we're gonna get more of his character, and okay. I think we're gonna go into the backstory of how he yeah. he's and, been just covering up his uh, family's terrible racism and, I mean, and and probably what they did during Black Wall. Yeah. Little that, little like, Easter eggs uh, in relation to him. So obviously, in the end, when he dies, it ends on that shot of his sheriff's badge with the little blood drop that drops onto it which is the logo of the watchman is the smiley face pen with the blood drop that's like the little clock hands mm -hmm. uh because a motif of the book is the doomsday clock we're ticking down to midnight when some terrible thing is going to happen which is the explosion and the squid and stuff uh so it drops onto it like that um in his office uh during a scene you see that he has a copy of this book called under the hood which is this uh, this biography, this autobiography that the original Night Owl wrote. Um, so he's reading this book that's talking about the original Minutemen. Uh, um, and also the ship that they're flying in during that siege on the 7th Calvary, like hidden base or whatever, that's the Night Owl ship. Right. That's the ship that he wrote in. That was the only scene I didn't love. The one where they You didn't crashed? love the action set piece? No, I didn't only because... I saw what kind of bullets they were using, and they would have got shot. What do you mean? They they would have got shot. They were shooting at was it a body or something in front of cows? Her, cows, cows, the cows. They're using the cat the cattle as cover. Yeah. Right. It would have went through like but as they do many that. Times. They do that I, I every. Well, that's just, yeah. That's but just that was like the common only thing, thing that caught me off. But people guard. did die. A, a person did die. Yeah. And I, I and I I really like. I mean, that. if you're if you're sitting if you if somebody's shooting a, a machine gun at you and you're and you're taking cover behind a car, you're going to get shot. You're going to get shot. Yeah, you're yeah, going to get shot. You're in the wrong I place. Just, it's going to go through. I, I wish maybe they got grazed or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, wait. So the chief was Great a Great cattle was a grazed? 
the chief. Ooh, we don't know. Hard. We don't know what. We he don't know it. what he is yet. The only he thing I made my tennis from. go up is when he when he went TikTok TikTok to. Um, that, yeah. I think that was. Yes. I think. Yes. I think that was our first. I think that was our first. That's uh, him thing. counting down the days until he died. That's exactly what I thought it was. I was like, that's the first thing so I, I knew. I I didn't know, but I was like, I think I think that means something. When he was the one doing the TikToking, I was like. Either that means he's connected to them or he's going to die soon. And and I, I was leaning I thought, towards that he was connected to the I thought he was connected to him and he purposely wanted to have like start a race war by activating the 24 hour like gun release. Right. So I was like, oh, right. maybe this is like a larger plan for him to go, okay, yeah. we're going to make this civil war go on. Whatever. He did play the grandmaster of the Ku Klux Klan in uh, Django, uh, Django Unchained. Django Unchained. Oh. Yeah. Or no, he wasn't the. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that guy's a smooth actor. What yeah. is it? Like, uh, Candy, uh, Candyland he, is what he's it was. been around since the, like the late seventies. They made me he's like him. Man. Really good. Yeah. He was a really Very good. Actor. good. I like him. Andrew, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand watching shows that I like. Yeah, because yeah, now you gotta watch. I have to watch. I have to steal your. I mean, you're more than like I said. As long as you log out, you're more than welcome to use it. Yeah, I'm gonna steal. It's like, now I, got I mean, I feel similarly because I don't have a lot of time to watch stuff anymore. So I'm definitely not ingrained into watching stuff as much as I was in my 20s. Right. But now it's like I got to watch all of Creepshow. I got to watch um, all of of uh, Primal. And now I've got to watch this show. There's, yeah. But I think, there's a, I think there's a, a thing heard, to it. Like we used to grow up and, and, and wait for the next week for our favorite episode of whatever to come out. And now we're it's kind of just the same thing in between time that we have as adults like you just you're you're more you're more appreciative of it when you actually get to sit down and go i can watch this now is a whole think, season now huh oh wait is it a day is it a week, is it a week? So it's just the first episode, episode. Yeah. oh i'm wrong yeah, yeah, but, hbo is a week yeah, yeah. by week oh that sucks so there's that's good but i think, oh, it's yeah, good. I think there's three episodes no there's i was on one. Oh, really yeah according to the login wait there's three total there's three episodes total well no there's a whole season i think it's going to be 15 episodes yeah but there's three out right now i think or one come the third one comes out on the 27th or something based on that can we go around and rate uh let me do a little bit of housekeeping and just name off a few little extra easter eggs sure that we didn't discuss um so um yeah, so it's 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 strongly implied that uh, Jeremy Irons' character is Ozymandias, Adrian Veidt, uh, and that his like two servants are like basically robots, and that he's just living. Everyone thinks he's dead because somebody's holding a newspaper at some point that says Adrian Veidt declared dead. Uh, so he's just off hiding somewhere in some yeah. manner with these like robotic, like wait like wait staff. That makes sense because they don't make a good cake. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he tries to hand him a horseshoe to cut yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <sighs> um. He tells them he's writing a play called The Watchmaker's Son. Um, Dr. Manhattan was a watchmaker son. Um, so he's writing some kind of play about Dr. Manhattan. I, I don't think, I think he's starting a new uh, new scheme. Writing a play to him. Is well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But he's okay, referencing okay. Dr. Manhattan Got, because well, yeah. he was the watchmaker's son. Uh, yeah, um, I think they, at one point they see on a TV, the uh, American hero story, Minutemen, yeah, which yeah, was okay. like, okay. it was basically obviously like a Ryan Murphy style show, like American crime story. Um, but it's about the original Minutemen. So it's like a dramatized version of this hero team from the forties. Um, was it? Oh, and then also, yeah, like, so the seventh cavalry or cavalry um, are a white supremacist <laughs> terrorist cell, uh, obviously drawing a lot of parallels to like, a combination of like anonymous and QAnon and Antifa and you know uh, just a mishmash of all these different types of like 
uh, extremist groups. radical groups, um, but they're, you know, very specifically a white supremacist group. Mm -hmm. And they all basically, in the same way that Anonymous adopts the Guy Fox mask, they've adopted the Rorschach mask because Rorschach was one of the original watchmen and he was technically a hero. He worked for the American government, but he was a, a neoconservative extremist. He was a white supremacist, um, uh, which is, you know, kind of, it's, it, it really like you think back on it because reading, reading Watchmen, you know, when I was a kid, like Rorschach was the coolest character because right. he was like a badass, like Frank Miller style, like gritty detective. But you think back on it, and it's like, oh yeah, he was like a horrible I've... racist. Um, but they they've sort of adopted him and his ethos to as the as the philosophy for their white supremacist group. And the thing when they're watching the video of the Seventh Cavalry, like their video or whatever, in that conference of the police officers, the thing that they're saying that whole like, and I'll look down and whisper no, is a thing that Rorschach says. Um, in Watchmen, and then they say they they start saying TikTok was, which was you know the 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 motif of the Watchmen books of counting down to Doomsday, mm -hmm. and yeah, they're all wearing the the masks that look like Rorschach's mask, and yeah, I think I think that's I think those are all the little references that I noticed. Mm. So what are you giving it? Uh, yeah, I mean I I really liked it. I'm so surprised that I liked it because of all of the some of its parts, mm -hmm. um, mm. but yeah, I think ultimately. I will give it an eight out of 10 because number one, like I really liked it, but also it just left so many unanswered open ended questions it that like, job. yeah, it did its job, but like it, the show still has much to prove in terms of if it, it can actually like, it's very easy to set up a bunch of questions of like, Ooh, I'm intrigued by that. Ooh. But you, you know, to execute that and actually deliver satisfying storylines based on those open-ended questions that it just starts with, it remains to be seen if the show, you know, sticks the landing or continues to be good. Yeah. It's not hard to beginning a story. It's very hard to sustain. The it. second act is the hardest thing to do. Mm -hmm. It's Keep pretty easy to start a story. It's pretty easy to end a story, but the meat of it is the hard part. Yeah. Tyler, uh, seven out of ten blue dicks. Uh, I think it's, I think, uh, and uh, just to piggyback off of Andrew, 100%, uh, this, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes and if they, if they're able to keep up that, uh, that fantastic first episode feeling. All right. I'll give you like a, a 9.7 out of 10. Oh, I like it. Like you know what? Almost. It, for what just, it is. Just, or, just uh, like it for what it is. The Da Vinci like painting. I like it. I like it. Period. <laughs> or no, the, the Michelangelo, Michelangelo painting of the man reaching out. <laughs> is that Da Vinci or Michelangelo? Uh, oh, wait, no. Uh, Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Yeah, Chapel. Yeah, yeah re reaching out the hand, reaching out and touching God. Like Watchmen was the man's hand. The oh. God's hand is Rambo. <laughs> I thought <laughs> we got to make that. A I thought you were gonna be like. I thought Rambo. you were gonna be like the Sistine Chapel. Seven out of ten. No, but this nine out of ten. Watchmen. If anybody, Watchmen almost touched greatness. If anybody okay, wants to give me like a custom painting, that's a good one right there. Like mm, Rambo yeah, man. Okay, but wait. I who like is it going to be? Rambo and Rorschach, or Rambo and what's her name's character? Yeah, give me time to think of. Okay, it. you, you let me know. Yeah, you let yeah, me know. But uh, I like I liked it a lot, mainly because it did a good job of creating its own universe, but also like pulling, at least I'll speak for myself, pulling me in by keeping it current in terms of like things that are going on. So like the whole race thing, and the side with like the future thing. I'm still not over that. That caught me by surprise. Like I seen. A racist yep. white man bumping future in a pickup facts, truck. Facts. So I was like, okay, this is next level. This is new. Mm -hmm. right. But um, I don't know. It got Regina King in it. I like the acting. 
It was entertaining. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give this first episode a 9.7, only because, like, just Tyler said, I want to see what goes on next. I want to see if they could carry that interest. All right, but it's a good show, man. I liked it. Told me right. here, Kelby. You know what, Tyler? Stephen D. Lou Kirk, Drew. I'm gonna give it this score because though I enjoyed it, Ooh. though I really liked it, yeah. I am also gonna say I don't know what was happening most of the time. Okay. It was just like each scene was its own show. That's what I thought it was. You know what I mean? Like I was like, oh, that was cool. And then they move on to a guy riding a horse and getting a thigh massage. Okay, so wait, are you saying that there was there was no cohesiveness in there? And I, that's why you're docking some points? Or only, it was really good for the way that they did that? It's only because I don't know Jack Squad about the watch. Okay. If I knew about it, I would be like Andrew and be like, well, this is because Robert Redford's president. But I didn't know. Okay. So I only, I only knew what I knew. Tulsa, I knew... You know, I knew what I knew. But Future. That, Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a good perspective, though. So, what do you, what do you, what do you think? I'm gonna go with a solid seven. Yeah, out okay. of ten. Nice. A solid. Oh, seven. I like that. I'm gonna. You, you went on a long walk to just give it the same score <laughs> as Tyler. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, my walk is fun. It's okay, the juice is worth the squeeze. It's a Gant. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. I was gonna give it an eight, but after talking about it, I'm giving it a nine. Oh, because things were ex- yeah. things were explained, yeah. and once they're explained, I was like, "Oh shit, this is layered." Even yeah. though I didn't understand some of it, yeah, it's uh, it's layered, and uh, I will watch again. If so, what's his name was still alive, would, would you, you have give given it a, it a ten? If at the very end, as it pans across the noose, showing uh, Don Johnson hung, ending on the sheriff's badge with the little blood drop, and then cut to black. Heartbeat. <laughs> Talking about the heartbeat. I would have given it a 10, if not heartbeat. It was Philip Michael Thomas's Just the Way I Planned It, Tubbs's album oh. and single. Would you have given it a 10 if they had a poster of Papillon in the background? <laughs> Papillon. Uh, yes. <laughs> Glad you brought that back. No, in this in this universe, Papillon was never made. Yeah, it's Stupid. probably right. But that I'll was give great. It, a six. it all depends stuff. on Vietnam, guys. Good stuff. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, well, we talked about that for a long time. So let's, let's quickly, ju- uh, go through a couple of these last stories to wrap things up. Let's not spend a whole lot of time on them. Um, somebody is selling the original cardigan that Kurt Cobain wore in the, uh, famous Nirvana in TV unplugged special for $300,000. Hard pass. It's never been washed. I, it's never been washed. Even harder. Jesus. I know so many dads that want that sweater. Yeah. The okay. current owner bought Doing it in 2015, job. and he said that no. immediately after <laughs> buying it, he realized that he didn't want it, and it was too much responsibility to own. He didn't want it? He said, I opened it up, and immediately it hits me. Oh, now I'm going to be responsible for this. Hit I was like, kind of like when my children were born years ago. I was so happy to see them, but then I was like, oh, no. Oh, my God, this guy. <laughs> okay. Okay. I get it. No, I get it. Um, yeah. Yeah, never been washed. Yeah, I'd give my bottom jaw for that. Would you? You would give your bottom jaw for a sweater? I actually think I your think jaw is It's a fucking Kurt Cobain thing. He sh- never mind. I'm Jesus not going to get that story. dark. That's the I'm darkest thing the that anyone's ever said. It's a, of course. <laughs> so there, uh, on on um, on October 29th, this is this is this part is old news, but on October 29th, they're releasing remastered editions of the Lion King and Aladdin. Um, uh, 16-bit era uh, video games. Um, so if you ever played Aladdin or Lion King on either Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis, um, they're re-releasing those games on all platforms and PC, so PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. 
um, they're releasing these bundles that are all of the versions of the game. So if you buy the 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 Lion King game, you get the uh, Genesis version, you get the Super Nintendo version, and you get the Game Boy version. Same thing for Aladdin. What are you, um, what are you, what are you doing those games? They're 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 side they're 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 side scrolling platformer <laughs> games, and they're notoriously very difficult. Um, I I played both of them when I was a kid. I actually I loved the, uh, the Aladdin game. It's like a side scrolling like platform game, Sonic? Like Mario. Yeah. Like kind of. So you go across in obstacles. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I I loved the, the Aladdin game on the Genesis when I was younger. That was the better one. That was better than the Super Nintendo version. Um, but you get all three versions with the package. It's a little expensive. It's thirty bucks. I I wouldn't. I would just play the ROM of the fucking original game. But uh, this uh, so this company I am eight bit along with the release of the games is releasing um, actual playable cartridges for the games. So for a hundred dollars, you can buy the uh, actual working Super Nintendo version of the Lion King that you can play on your Super Nintendo and you can buy the actual working Sega Genesis version of the Aladdin that you can play on your Sega Genesis. Um, and they're being like re manufactured as real cartridges that are playable and they have like original art by some artist. Um, and they're going to be available uh, to pre-order on October 24th on IamEightBit.com. Uh, I would never in a million years pay for this, uh, but it is kind of cool. I'm always fascinated when people re-release things like this. When people come out and they say like, "We're going to re-release our game," uh, or "We're going to release our game on Super Nintendo," and like put all of the work and dev um, into like developing this game for this like obsolete outdated system it's for those bars those like uh retro video game bars mm-hmm. yeah i think those places are like okay we'll buy it it's an attraction for people to come but, but yeah. even, even the though- average person <laughs> it uh, just seems so stupid yeah i mean it is i would never never i would never pay a hundred dollars for this it's an easy way to make 25 25 um, uh nickelodeon is opening uh the world's largest indoor theme park uh, so on October 25th, the quirky children's television network will welcome visitors to a new Nickelodeon universe amusement park at the American dream Meadowlands retail and entertainment complex in East Rutherford, New Jersey, what? um, an eight acre park, largest indoor theme park in North America. Uh, there will be a blues clues carousel, a spinning SpongeBob SquarePants ride, a reptar ride, uh, and the Nickelodeon skyline scream, which is the world's tallest spinning drop tower. Um, the park will also have live entertainment, food, and shops. Um, so head on down to <laughs> New East, Jersey, East Rutherford, New Jersey. <laughs> Not now, they didn't pay us. No, thank you. Um, there's a company uh, that is offering. So uh, what is it? Reviews.org is offering one lucky person uh, the chance to win a thousand dollars for watching thirty Disney movies. So to celebrate the upcoming launch of the new Disney Plus streaming service on November twelfth. Reviews.org is looking for the ultimate Disney fanatic to watch 30 Disney movies in 30 days. Uh, You'll get paid $1,000 plus one free year of Disney Plus plus a watching kit, which includes Disney blankets, cups, and a popcorn popper. Um, You can can, uh, apply now to be chosen as the person to watch the 30 movies. And if you win, if you actually make it through by the cutoff date, you get this prize. Um, The link to apply will be in the show notes. Uh, Verizon is offering one year of Disney Plus free for customers. Hey, Lewis. Is it? I should have read that. One. Is it retroactive? Yeah, it should have been Lewis. Uh, yes. For new and existing customers, if you have Verizon, you're going to get a year of Disney Plus for free. Um, good. good, good, good. But See, Steven, uh, you don't got a pirate no more. I, I, I haven't been uh, keeping, keeping up 
where are we at on net neutrality? Because <laughs> I don't want other people to be throttled. We're because, still, we're still, they don't have Verizon. Guys. Still locked in gridlock about that. I get yeah. a lot of uh, emails from Change.org. Do you? I'm not I, even like joking. I, it's like, I wasn't expecting to go on, I mean, I, on, the, I, there's, on that side. I don't want to like get into weird. We are like, literally <laughs> at the end of the I podcast. So many change.org petitions. In a in a in a um an old interview that recently resurfaced. No, 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 no. This is a new interview uh that just happened. It was a roundtable interview with the Hollywood reporter, and Meryl Streep revealed that in the year 2000, she helped Steven Spielberg find an exorcist for his house. I buy it. Uh, Some things you just don't ever have to say. Yes. I, it, who cares? Apparently I do because I <laughs> Why? added it to this yeah. list. I, I'm not trying to be addicted. Like, this is of no importance at all. It just tells me that Steven Spielberg is more is just dumber than I thought he was. Well, Wait, geez. you thought that Steven Spielberg was I, I don't think, I don't, think I don't, No, I don't think he's dumb. But now yeah, I think he's do. a little dumber than I, than I thought how smart he was. There you go. He's a little less smart than I thought he was. I, I thought it was fascinating because it's so it's, bizarre. She's, it's... She said most of the time we talked about his proper how his property was haunted and uh, did I know anybody who did exorcisms and of course I did I got him a priest <laughs> of course so she 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 negotiated oh. a deal between Steven Spielberg and a priest for him to come exercise his home I'm so even fa- the, even though Steven Spielberg is Jewish I'm no, only fa- I'm only fascinated to wonder uh, wondering how that conversation got started like what what yeah, it, she, she, somebody she, was she, just she, like how do you know Steven Spielberg and she was like well let me tell you a story. Uh, whenever we hung out, we just talked about the ghost in his house. Uh, I'm sure that's exactly how it happened. It just, it, none of this. All right, sorry. <laughs> just shitting on it. The I'm stories, so sorry. The stories that you get like weirdly mad about just <laughs> fascinate me. Like, why did this out of everything I don't like, know. I, I trigger don't, you? I don't know why. It's just, it's just dumb. Everything we've I, talked about today is dumb. Yeah, I mean, but this is except just except for Watchmen. A, a, a new level. <laughs> um, who, 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 uh, who, who directed uh, The Exorcist? <laughs> Wait, I'm going to stop, but then you continue? I couldn't stop. I was already midway through it, and okay. listeners don't like it when you do that. So what? who who did... Listeners don't like that? Listeners don't like it when you say, uh, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, who directed The Exorcist? I'm blanking on his name. William Friedkin. There okay. we go. Really, William Friedkin. Uh, okay, so last story. This is the one that I was confused about when I said this earlier. So in, a, uh, in an unearthed interview from several years ago that recently was unearthed, Graham Nash of Crosby, Stills, and Nash revealed that Jimi Hendrix used to take acid and play Risk. And he was an amazing Risk player. He said, Jimmy would play Risk on acid, and I never, and me personally, ever beat him at all. He was unbelievable at it. He was a military man. He was a paratrooper. And I don't know whether you know about that, that about Jimmy, but no one ever beat him at Risk. And there's actually a picture of Jimi Hendrix playing Risk. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, I might so be the Can we make what is risk? I don't know what. Uh, risk is what is a, risk? It's, it, it, it's a tabletop oh, strategy. Wait, 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 wait! Game. I never played risk. Yeah, you got. I know, it. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, still, we're starting uh, off new. Yeah, it's okay. Played, he's he's, he's just he's steaming from <laughs> my dumbass. Yeah. Explain to him what risk is because I'm emotionally exhausted. Go ahead, because I just it, from explaining the It's a tabletop strategy game where you where you just want to take over a bunch of territories. Like you just want that's the whole point. You want to win by taking over all the territories. It's 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 not I fun. Never, um, never it's always long. It's yeah. always long. But also, can we start that as the new internet challenge? Take uh, take acid and play your. We're friends gonna stop. In Cut this. No, we can't say that because that's bad. Well, acid's not illegal, is it? And I'll I'll say I'll, I'll say one more story that I didn't put on here, and it's really technically not nostalgia, but I just 
it made me laugh so much. So fuck it, I'll just say it because it's so entertaining. Oh boy. Uh, I read I, I read a, an article uh, about another. So basically, uh, several years ago, whenever uh, Robert Pattinson was on his press junket for the movie Water for Elephants, which is a movie about the circus, uh, he was on the Today Show and he's being interviewed by Matt Lauer, and Matt Lauer asked him a totally innocuous question. Uh, and he's, he was like, when, when was the first time you ever went to the circus? And Robert Pattinson said, oh, the first time I ever went to the circus, um, a clown died. <laughs> there was a clown in a little car and his car exploded and he died and everybody had to rush out of the tent. And it was the most, one of the most traumatizing experiences of my life. And then a week later on a different interview show, and like Matt Lauer was just taken aback. He was just like, what? He's like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. And on a, a week later on a different interview show, the interviewer was like, so you told on the TV show, you said that you saw when you were a kid, you saw a clown die in a tiny car explosion. And Robert Pattinson said, oh, I just made that up. <laughs> oh, my God. Good for him. Oh, my God. Great for him. Yeah. Uh, and that just made me laugh. Yeah. All right. So thank you for listening. If, uh, if, if you liked this episode and you're not currently subscribed, please subscribe to uh, our, our podcast uh, on whatever you use to listen to podcasts. We're on, we're on iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts. We are on uh, Spotify. We are on Stitcher. Please subscribe. Uh, if you like this uh, and, you, and you want to, uh, please uh, feel free to leave a five-star review and give us a little, uh, a little blurb of, of what you liked about the podcast. If you haven't already, and you would like to be kept more up to date with our with our goings on, um, there's several things you can uh, join our Facebook group. So uh, if you if you search for it, we have uh, a Facebook group called Nostalgia. Feel free to join that, and you can see a lot of the type of content we put out, which is a lot of just old nostalgic stuff. You can like our Facebook page. So we have the official Nostalgia Facebook page. So search for Nostalgia, and we constantly post a lot of interesting old nostalgic content, a lot of videos, old clips from back in the day that are super funny and fascinating. Follow uh, at Nostalgia on Instagram, where we also post a lot of cool nostalgic content. If you'd like to ask a question or make a comment, feel free, and you'd like us to read it on the show, feel free to send an email to NostalgiaCastPod at gmail.com. And if you like this podcast and you'd like to support it further, other than just subscribing and rating and following our social media pages, uh, you might be so inclined to support us by uh, becoming a fan on our Facebook page. So if you go to uh, the Nostalgia Facebook page, you can become a fan for $4.99 a month. You can become a fan of ours. And we will be putting out bonus content for fans. So, so if you become a fan and if you want to support us financially, uh, you know, you're not required to in any way. If you want to, just keep listening to the show for free. Definitely no judgment there. But if you want to be a fan and you want to support us with $5 a month, uh, we will be releasing bonus content, extra bonus episodes of the show, additional video content that you can't see otherwise, and more bonus content to be seen that we haven't even thought of yet. Thanks for listening. Bra